It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. By mid-September, the TSA were going to be ordered that they all had to wear masks. And then by the middle of October, everyone is going to have to wear masks and that Biden is going to give the order. Now, of course, that was true. And of course, that was real. And now it's all happening. But they denied it about a week after I broke it. The White House did. The CDC did. The TSA did. Associated Press, all of them attacked me, said I'm a liar. And they said, that's ridiculous. We're not bringing it back because that means it was premeditated and there's a rollout plan. No, it's got to be done. Oh, the schools are closing. Or, oh, you got to have this new booster. Oh, the first lady got got it. And now Biden's going to wear a mask. And oh, now the Maryland school districts are making you wear a mask. And now... Now they're bringing back the contact tracing, and oh, now they're bringing back the six-foot distancing, and now now they're canceling concerts. And now the White House press secretary yesterday said something very important. We'll play the clip in a moment. She said, oh, of course, we're going back to the way it always is. We're going back to the standard thing. See, it's not that COVID restrictions are coming back. They never went away. We had a caller two weeks ago when I, when I opened the phones about this, said, Alex, it never really went away in a lot of parts of the world or the U.S. in, in Democrat-controlled areas. And, and he was right. So now Tedros came out last night, the head of the WHO, that little Marxist-Leninist monster, who literally killed several million of his own people in Ethiopia, look it up. That's why I got rewarded with a job at the U.N., heading up your health and censoring you and taking control of your body. That's in all the official treaties we'll be covering today. He said, oh, COVID never left, and we've got to have measures to stop it. Remember just six months ago, they declared victory and said it was all over, and I said, they're getting ready to sucker punch us and bring it back because if anything is definite, it's that they lie to you, and they love it, and it's their religion. So breaking, the White House officially announces return to COVID tyranny. She says, well, yeah, it's what you always do. Of course, we just you wear a mask. Joe Biden's mask sparks COVID mandate conspiracies. Alex Jones, Maryland school implements new mask mandate. Schools canceling on and on and on. Tedros says the increase in hospitalizations and deaths shows that COVID is here to stay. We'll have to continue to fight it. Oh, see it. Oh, the lockdown never ended, he's saying. It's just here. We're not bringing it back. 
Jean-Pierre says Biden will be wearing a mask indoors again. On The View, they said, Whoopi Goldberg's got COVID, she can't be here. And everybody's like, she's COVID's back. Joy Behar, they go, woo, we love wearing masks. We love sitting in our houses watching Netflix while the third world starves to death. We love the collapsing civilization. And the head of Bayer Pharmaceuticals says, oh, we just did the whole COVID crisis to take control of your life. We know 95% of you would refuse a gene therapy, which are very dangerous, so we just called it a vaccine. It's so fun at the World Economic Forum Health Summit to just have them brag on video. Now it's all a scam to get you. But particularly women, not all women, but statistically it's women that buy it. I mean, let me look at these famous photos of women playing the flute with the nose and mouth cut off the mask, but at least they're showing subservience and have it on their face, the muzzle, the symbol of being a slave. So there you go. If you wonder how they were going to spin it, if you wondered how they were going to do all of this, well, if Jones comes out with whistleblowers and lays it out that it's all premeditated, and, and then they start to roll it out just like he said, that's discrediting. So what do they do? They go, oh, we're not going to roll anything back out. We never stopped. Ah. And so I noticed the publications attacking me two weeks ago when it was top story for like a week, as you know, it's still huge, said, Jones is crazy. Nothing's coming back. That's ridiculous. Now they've shifted gears to he's a nut. Of course, it never went away. We need these measures. Come on, man. So... Schools from Maryland to Texas to Michigan to California are closing. Others are going back to mask mandates. And they're going to bring it back in the airport unless we expose them. And I'd love to expose this to get everybody organized and then have them back off. And then people can spike the football and say, see, didn't happen like Jones said. But I'm going to have my cake and eat it too. They're going to roll it all out. They're not going to stop their arrogant right on the dates we were told. I'm betting my bottom dollar. But at least we won't be flat-footed and everybody will know. Because you know it's premeditated. You know it's a fraud. But the general public is kind of waking up. If they hear us say, hey, it's coming back beforehand and explain to them that it's 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 a systematic incremental rollout, they want to just slide in like a knife into our back while we're asleep. No, no, no. We're going to have an open discussion about this and not comply. So that's why the, the, the secrecy of their rollout was so important. Because that's one item I forgot. They they told the TSA, and, and, and the Border Patrol too said, well, don't, you know, don't say it's for me. I, of course not. I'm going to blow your cover, but say your name, duh. But, oh, yeah, don't didn't come for me. We're not supposed to talk about it. And the TSA agent was told to the managerial position, this was a manager's level meeting. Don't tell anybody about this, though. The policies are coming next week. So that was on the 18th of August. And I'm working on getting a copy of the policy, but they're going to have to transcribe it on another piece of paper because they put watermarks on those emails and documents so they can track it back to where it came from. Or I may just have a quick meeting and write out some hand notes on it, but 
there'll be nothing like getting the actual directive before it comes out. And there it is, NBC News, state to supply COVID-19 tests, masks in schools. The NYS Department of Education will survey school districts to distribute resources based on need. It's all being announced in the key blue states and blue cities, just like I told you two and a half weeks ago. Massive, massive news. Let's uh, play a clip of uh, the press secretary and then of uh, Tedros and then of The View. Here it is. President Biden tested negative last night for COVID-19 and tested negative again today. He's not experiencing any symptoms. As far as the steps he is taking, since the president was with the first lady yesterday, he will be masking while indoors and around people in alignment with CDC guidance. And as, as has been the practice in the past, the president will remove his mask when sufficiently distanced from others indoors and while outside as well. The increase in hospitalizations and deaths shows that COVID is here to stay and that we will continue to need tools to fight it. All right, so what are we going to do about this is really the big question. We'll we'll come back and talk more about it. But then I'm going to shift gears out of this to something that is even bigger than the COVID tyranny. And it's hiding in plain view. And I began to get into it yesterday, but I was just so angry over a lot of things going on. Remote controllable prion clusters in the brain. So all that talk you heard about 5G interfacing with the shots, it's true. It's all confirmed before they even rolled out COVID. I just got chills. And This is so evil. I mean, this is how you take over. You colonize people with crystals that you can electromagnetically either deactivate and neutralize or grow. And so you implant everybody with these, whether you've had the shot or not, it's everywhere. There are natural compounds and things that help mitigate it. You get these proteins growing in you, and then they hit it with a frequency. This is the Pentagon. I have videos next hour. They hit you with the frequency, and it looks like you died of a stroke. Man, this is bad. And then the CIA whines and complains that when they're in Cuba or China, they get hit with microwaves. Of course they're getting hit with them. You don't think the U.S. doesn't do this? It's terrible. This is mutually assured destruction being played out. You're not supposed to do that when you have these type of weapons because the other side will use them too. This is a small planet. It's insane. So they're whining about being hit with 60-year-old technology while the Pentagon's up there saying, yeah, we could implant everybody with protein crystals and then hit them uh, with a frequency and, and, and grow the crystal and kill them. All over your brain, hit you with it, bzz, crystals grow in the next few days, cut through arteries, cut through veins, cut through capillaries, stroke out. Or he says we can just hit, them, hit, the, hit the group or country with a light dose and just fog everybody out and make them sick where they can't think straight. And these are the heads of Pentagon programs. So, yeah, man, we're not in Kansas anymore, okay? 
We're in hell. And I look at all the idiots attacking me, the Justice Department and the bureaucrats, all these people. I don't want you destroyed. I'm not your enemy. You work for psychotic mad scientists that have taken control, and you're going to all be destroyed by them. Where is your self-preservation? Where is your common sense? Where is your instincts? You like them shutting down the economy? You like open borders? You like all the human trafficking? You like the dollar devaluation? You like what's happening to our children? We're all being hurt by this. But the bureaucrats and the corporate leaders and, and, and the, the culture, all of us are to blame for this. So I'm going to hit a little bit more of this, and, and then I'm going to come back and hit the other news. The, the ADL news is just unbelievable, and I've got to get to all of it. I mean, it's word for word what I said Sunday and then uh, Tuesday because what took off Monday. I said the ADL is going to come out and say white supremacist terrorists are imminently about to kill Jews and that it's all Elon Musk's fault for not turning his company over to the CIA, basically. The head of the ADL came out and said that word for word. I have all the articles, the, the tweets, the statements right here. And then they admit the World Economic Forum and the UN are writing the censorship rules that are being implemented by all these, quote, leftist watchdog groups. I mean, it's incredible that I have all these clips of the UN saying, yeah, we're going to control all your speech on every issue out there. And only government-approved websites will be available now to be searched on the search engines. It is wild. Look at the size of this stack. It's four inches thick. Four inches of their admissions and videos and just unbelievable. So we've got that. But let me let me hit this story because this ties into what we're going to cover next hour. Now, this is the BBC, and this is old news, but they're announcing it now. But in the genetic engineering reviews 20 years ago, 10 years ago, hell, when I was first on air 29 years ago, 28 years ago, I've been on air a few years it was, I was sent because nobody really was doing a show like mine on talk radio. People were on shortwave, but I'd figured out how to actually pay for a satellite and a bunch of stations picked me up like two years after I got on radio. And I wasn't that informed then, but I suddenly started getting all these folders. I mean, I was getting thousands of pieces of mail just at the little radio station by 1997 a week. In fact, they were complaining about it. It was just piles of mail. I had to spend hours a day going through it. And it was technology magazines and white papers and industry reports. And in 97, most of that stuff wasn't on the web yet. And it was British medical journals about, well, 30 years ago, we created the first human clones, but we did not let them come to term. And then 10 years ago, we began implanting them in cows, but they don't have rights because we altered their genetics. So they're not pure human. They're humanoid synthetic entities and we are using them in research. So that was 25, 26 years ago. I'm reading medical journals saying 30 years ago we created clones. And I'd go on air and say that, and people are like, sure, Mr. Jones, yeah, right, clones. But it was there in the literature. Now they're just announcing it. And I remember telling you about those reports and showing them and, and, and also talking to other people that worked in genetic engineering. They said, Jones, it's way worse than that. They're splicing humans with plants, humans with 
fish. It's just unbelievable what goes on in these research facilities. And these were very credible people. And imagine, this is such an industrial scale that many of the dentists might add new in the mid-80s that were some of the first implant surgeons took the job he didn't take to move to Maryland in an underground project that he was told dealt with super secret cybernetic cyborg creation, but he was not given the details, just that he'd be months underground and then a month out. And my mother said, I don't care if it being offered 400 plus thousand dollars a year. That time, that's like $3 million a year. You're, we're not doing it. Or I'm moving to Austin. That's where she's from. I remember sitting there where they're telling my dad, we're not going to Maryland and you're not working in some black budget project. My mom's not the one that wears the pants, by the way, but when it comes to things like that, she puts them on what she wants to put them on. She's like, uh-uh, we ain't going. And so, because he was all excited about it, almost took the job. So that's, in the, that's like an 83, 84. Can you imagine how far all this crap is? Can you imagine? So when we come back, I'm going to hit this article. This is the BBC. Scientists grow whole model of human embryos without the sperm and the egg creating a new humanoid entity is what it's called. A new entity. Look at that. Entity. Not human. So, I mean, we got to get control of our governments and we got to outlaw this crap right now. And there is no God except the God of the state and the AI that they're building that we need to serve, we need to bow down to. And if we don't value the lives of unborn children or traffic children or old people being murdered with COVID, with ventilators and families not allowed to see them, we're not safe either. And the big think tanks and the big pharma companies in countless videos we've aired said in the buildup to three and a half years ago with the COVID release that we're just getting rid of the old system and we're mad scientists. And this Pentagon group, highest level DARPA, calls itself the Mad Scientist Group. And they get up and talk about what's currently happening that's declassified. And it makes Blade Runner sound like horse and buggy. And that's because it is. And that's why the politicians act like we don't exist and we don't matter. Because they're so arrogant that we don't understand the system. So when I talk about the ADL, they're just one big intelligence agency node or tentacle of this global combine. And if you want to outlaw your opposition, if you want to demonize your opposition, what do Americans not like? What are we proud of? We beat the Nazis 80 years ago. And that's all the ADL is, is is an organization that teams up with the intelligence agencies and the Justice Department, it's all come out in Congress now, told you about it decades ago, all confirmed, who creates databases of people and who launches AI systems to literally listen in the microphones in your computer and phone with AI recording a text record of everything you say to then censor you or ban you based on the algorithm of not just what you say online, but what it hears you privately saying, and that's in the stack today, they have bragged about it. Now, the NSA has been doing this since the 80s with Project Echelon. But they've got a lot more processing power, a lot more control. They can do it to basically everybody. They can surveil everybody now 
instead of surveil a few thousand targets in, you know, 1986. They've got giant NSA centers they built all over the U.S., similar centers all over the world. And Google and all those other big tech companies, Apple, are just fronts for this. It's a corporate fascist system. And so it's a distraction to only focus on the ADL, though it's a very unsavory, evil organization that creates division, that says white people are inherently bad, that creates a lot of the curriculum that you see about demonizing Christians, all of it. It's, a, it, it's terrible. And, and so it's, it, it's 100% bad, but it, it's a distraction to only look at it because it's just a front group for this giant corporate takeover, the surveillance, the censorship. Oh, it's just a civil rights group. And if you oppose the censorship and the boycotts and the control, even verbally, and say, you shouldn't be censored, the the ADL comes out and says, you're going to cause violence against Jews. But it's really the WEF, the UN, and the big corporations that are writing the new censorship policy, and the UN that brags online in white papers and on TV. We've played the clips. We'll play them again today. Got them right here that the UN is in charge of your medical systems, your body, what you can say about it, uh, what therapeutics you can get, and it's going to surveil you and censor you. It's got to surveil you to censor you. Remember that. You're being surveilled first. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And so the ADL knows why they're doing this and why they've chosen to be the front group or, or, or the tip of the spear in this. And then that's because by branding all this tyranny as run by Jews... It is going to create fabulous levels of anti-Semitism, which is terrible, and the average Jew is not involved in this and is totally innocent or great people. Because it's, 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 it's groups everywhere. It's, 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 it's all, they're all following the same program. NATO and the UN, the WEF are all bragging. They're running it, they're creating it, and they've got Bill Gates' NewsGuard, and they've got the Southern Poverty Law Center. There's more than 50 groups getting huge amounts of government and corporate money just in Europe and the U.S. alone, and the EU says, we're going to censor everybody. We are in control. We're going to arrest Elon Musk. So I can now say officially Elon Musk is for real. He used to be with them, but they've taken his son away, his firstborn. They're getting ready to chop his genitals off. Uh, his other baby died from a vaccine, sudden death infant syndrome, and they're and, the, and they've taken most of his advertisers, and they got a good shot of shutting him down and beating him. I think that they might kill him when he's on his airplane. I mean, I think he's in danger. He, and I know people that know him 
very close. And they said, no, he is 100% awake now and is going to war. And there's his son that thinks he's a girl. And he says, I'm mad at the left. They, you know, I paid for this fancy school for my kids and they brainwashed and took my son away from me. So Musk has that humanity of blood of, wait a minute, I'm the rich billionaire. I'm doing all this and they're taking my son. He's like, sure, if you want a chip in your brain because you're blind, I'm all for that too. The development of chips in the brain is a great thing if you're not made to take it, if you opt to have it because your brain's failing. That's that's a technology. It's not a bad thing. Like a gun's not a bad thing. It's whose hand it's in. And I'm not an apologist for Musk, but I, I've been basically read into it that no, 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 no. And I'm not going to go any further than that. But I've been approached and I, I didn't even know who I was talking to. And I, looked, I was like, whoa, that's like the number three person. And then I got approached again by a very prominent person. They said, no, he's, we're worried about him. He's all the way now. He's, he's, he's more radical than you. And he's totally committed. And, and that's, these are not people that are being sent by Musk to tell me this. These are people that Musk is friends with and works with and are very close with. He's right here in Austin. I'm going to stop there. But that's a important note because we're selling human freedom and the future and, and transparency. That's very popular. And so we have to be ready when RFK Jr. and Tulsi Gabbards and Russell Brand and Jimmy Dore and everybody else and, and Tim Dillon and all these other former liberals join us. It's because they finally figure out, wow, this is really evil. This is really destructive. This is really bad. And imagine having your firstborn son about to be castrated. That'll, and that, that's the line. Like, wait, I'm super powerful and I'm rich, but you've got my son? And a group of leftists have like sucked him away and controlling. See, that, that's a bridge too far. And that's what I tell people that serve the system. Do you have to lose your son or your wife or your life? I mean, uh, until you break with the new world order? We can see it's getting dark, folks. It's bad. It smells. It stinks. You want to go deeper down this hole? The deeper we get, the more skeletons, the more crimes, the more evil. Let's turn back. Let, let's, let's change direction. Let's get out of here. You know it in your gut, and I know the general listeners know this, but I really care about the prodigal sons and daughters out there. I really care about the people that, 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 that think they're part of the power structure and part of the elite and part of this big utopia you're building. You're not building a utopia. You're building a global collapse, at least 6 billion people to be killed. That's the conservative estimate. That's the official number the UN wants. Most of the internal estimates are looking to have 500 million. You really think the globalists are going to stop at 500 million in the last week, not just on Twitter, but all over the place, ban the ADL? No, we don't become what we're fighting. If, if, if the ADL wants to go around and, and call for censorship and call for tyranny, that's one thing. But when they organize with government and surveil you and then censor you and lie about you and then boycott you and destroy you by bullying away your sponsors, that's racketeering and is illegal. But what's really behind it? Well, here's some of the headlines. World Economic Forum calls for regulators and tech firms to use its definitions of hate speech and misinformation and more. And now Facebook lawsuits have revealed that even things like townhall.com, milquetoast conservative sites, were censored in the last three and a half years and basically shadow banned and blocked on Facebook because offshore third-party fact-checking groups lied about what they were saying and doing. 
So it's bad enough to censor you when you have a list of things like you love Hitler. Well, I mean, let Kanye make a fool of himself and say that. It's ridiculous. By censoring it, 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 it only makes it bigger. I sat here and let the guy say it and countered what he was saying and told him I didn't agree with it and called Nick Fuentes, who said he likes Hitler. I said, you're a baby Hitler. Now he's mad at me. I don't like Hitler. But the point is, is just because the ADL's bad doesn't mean something that looks like it's in opposition to it is bad, is, 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 is good. So, and I'm not attacking West or, 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 or him. Just, just give me a break. Hitler was a predatory monster. But that doesn't mean now a modern organization painting America as Hitler is good. They're horrible. And you don't defeat an evil like that by joining the archetype it claims it opposes. That's common sense, folks. The World Economic Forum calls for regulators and tech firms to use its definitions of hate speech and misinformation. ADL CEO Jonathan Greenblatt this is an Infowars.com article. you got to go watch the videos and read the whole thing. Because it took an hour to just cover this one article. ADL CEO Jonathan Greenblatt, Elon Musk is inciting violence against Jewish people by criticizing us. So Elon Musk is like, oh, Jews are great people. My favorite folks are Jews. I just wish Greenblatt would stop trying to censor me and shut me down. And, you know, what he's doing is wrong. And then Greenblatt is, oh, you're trying to kill us. And look at these white supremacist groups that are suddenly marching everywhere, like in Florida. We're all about to get killed. We got to shut down Elon. He's hurting us. What's the final card to play with all the hype? Biden says white supremacists are everywhere. They're the number one terror threat. They're killing everybody. It's actually a super rare event. And the next card to play is a false flag. Now, if you're against censorship and the ADL running your life, well, you're part of the attack on the Jewish center or the synagogue. One of the largest Jewish synagogues in the country in Los Angeles today, with over a thousand people attending, was hit by a giant truck bomb. I pray that doesn't happen, but when I get in the mind of the baddies, that's the next card to play. Anti-Defamation League CEO Jonathan Greenblatt responded to Twitter ex-owner Elon's criticism of their aggressive pro-censorship boycott campaign by accusing him of, quote, engaging with a highly toxic anti-Semitic campaign which will incite violence against Jewish people. Greenblatt noted that the campaign manifested in the real world when masked men marched in Florida on Saturday, brazenly waving flags adorned with swastikas and chanting, ban the ADL. I never got to that uh, news clip from, uh, I guess, the early 1990s. We had a couple of clips yesterday we didn't get to. We guys cue up that clip where... He talks about a real case where an ADL leader was posing as white supremacist all over the country. Cue that up from yesterday. But the point is, this goes on and on and on and on. And, and then again, branding tyranny as being run by Jews, which is what the ADL is doing, when it's much bigger than that, will is creating all of this Jewish uh, hate. And, and the, and the anti-Jew people, most of them are feds or mentally ill. They attack me constantly and say, I'm run by the ADL. And the white supremacist groups death threat us because their leaders are globalist, folks. And it's come out over and over again. Did you guys find the clip? 
to yesterday's clips. I didn't get to it yesterday. Or I could send it to you again. There's just too many clips. It's too much evidence. That old newscast, you name it. So there you go. If you don't support total censorship, people that are against open borders or lockdowns or forced injections or carbon taxes and the fake green agenda, then you're anti-Semitic. Then you're the bad guy. And again, you can look up these events that happened. This is just one of them. Go ahead and roll it. Many of you may remember in February 1979, there was a big uproar because someone by the name of James Gutman applied for a permit to lead a march of Nazis through downtown Philadelphia. Now, eventually, some enterprising reporters did an investigation. You know what they turned up? James Gutman was none other than Mordecai Levy, who worked with the Anti-Defamation League and later split off that to form the terrorist Jewish Defense League. This was an operation that was run by the ADL. They wanted to have a Nazi march in Philadelphia. Why? Because how can they raise money to justify their existence if American Jews don't think there's a lot of anti-Semitism? So what better thing to do than to slap swastikas on a couple of people, lead them on a march through town, and then the next day the ADL comes marching in and says, look, there are Nazis on the streets. You need to give us money so we can protect you. And then on top of that, have a tax-exempt status. This was not a one-time operation. A similar thing... And it just, I've got local newscast about it, you name it. So LA Times, Musk's criticism of ADL is, quote, the most extreme outburst of anti-Semitism by a mainstream public figure in more than 100 years. Then meanwhile, Boneface, it's confirmed, did fight in Ukraine, is a Nazi, is one of the leaders of this new group that popped up, and admits he was recruited by the CIA. Here he is doing an interview. There's a lot of hype about the FBI sending me over there, but that's not the FBI that does that. It was Central Intelligence. That got me involved in that. And the full interview is up on Infowars.com. That's going to Ukraine. White House used misinformation from foreign activists to target town hall and censor Americans. See, it wasn't just Alex Jones. It was everybody. And it's all broken down. All right. I've I've covered 10% of this stack, but I've got to get to the rest of it. So we'll uh, come back and get more into all this and talk about where it's going. Then I'm going to hit the human-animal cloning and the Humanoids, they've created BBC's reporting and and what that really signifies. But we've all got to come together and see through all this, ladies and gentlemen, understand what it is. Just like Black Lives Matter is run by Soros and says anybody that opposes communism and open borders is a Nazi, they don't speak for black people. And the ADL does not speak for Jewish people. And if you fall into the trap of hating Jews and believing they're the bad guys and they run everything, you're giving the ADL, what it wants. And these these Nazi groups are Fed-run. It's come out. It's been documented. And the heads of university neuroscience departments, we're focusing just on one individual now. I'm going to do a special report tomorrow looking at a bunch of other individuals. Pre-COVID, talking about nanotech that invades your brain, makes you have hemorrhagic fever, causes strokes, and that then they just say it doesn't exist or they say it's a virus. 
and how they use electromagnetic systems to then activate it and grow the prions or other crystals in your brain. I have dozens of clips from just two conferences that one gentleman gave. And we're going to get to that now. But first, let me just pull back here and explain why this is happening. When you watch Fauci five years ago or Peter Daszak four years ago or Bill Gates four years ago before they launched COVID and the societal takedown, this is the leading edge of it, they say all the old regulations and the Puritans basically that want to have drug approval and safety tests and all this, they're in the way of of progress. We want life extension technology and out of just deploying all this, It's going to kill a bunch of people, but out of the raw research, and they say that in these reports, we're going to find the secrets of the universe. So they've made the decision that, okay, only China on a mass scale is ruthless enough to have no rules or controls and just roll this out. Human-animal hybrids, humanoid creations, 20 years ago, cows that produce human milk, uh, spider goats, all of it, that create body armor part spider, the goat. That's 30 years ago. Only China's willing to do that, so we got to get rid of all our regulations and rules and do this. Now, what's really happening is the United States and England that won World War II dominated the planet. They've already done all this. They're 20 years ahead conservatively of the Chinese, 30 years ahead of the Russians, at least. And so the future's here. It's just not evenly distributed. So in these new high-tech research facilities and corporate systems, they're in the year 2050, 2060. We're in the year 2023. What you see deployed, what you see happening, it's almost like we're Amish people living next to a DARPA facility. The Amish have got their horse and buggies, and they don't get autism. They live the longest. They're happy. They're, they're at church. They're praying. They're, 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 they're just classic what they call wild humans. The whole globalist project is to domesticate them and all of us as well. They're just more independent because 400 years ago, they were getting persecuted for being a different branch of Christianity. And they said, we can't integrate or live in this system in in, in Switzerland or Germany. We've got to take our money, sell our land and move to South America, Central America, North America. But, but they're the perfect example of a group that isn't dying, doesn't have autism, almost no cancer, even though they live right next to us because they are not integrated into it. But they want to get us all. They want us domesticated, integrated, and then as lab rats to be depopulated while they test all this on us. And so they are triggering through the GMO, through the 5G, through the immortal cell lines, the zombie cell lines they're giving us in the drugs, in the shots, horrible mutations and an accelerated evolution in their words. Whether you believe in that or not, that's what they're doing. To, you've seen the X-Men movie, but you, know, you don't get dumped in nuclear waste and pop out as a superhero. As you die and as you mutate, things are created in your body that they then extract and then they use. But they tell you through the movies, like Deadpool, where they're capturing people, torturing them, most of them die, but some survive, and it creates a superhuman attribute. That's not the literal function that's happening, but 
it, it's it's a archetypal extrapolation of it. And so the United States is way ahead, but it's not the United States. It's globalist control. So the globalists are waging war against us while they wage war and leverage us against everybody else. While they divide us, while they dumb us down, while they slowly sterilize us, while they slowly poison us. That's their operation. But first, they've got to have a UN World Treaty to be able to lock things down, to say they own our bodies, and to say that they can censor any medical news that doesn't agree with their, quote, owning the science, which we now know everything they told us was a lie. We told you at the time it was a lie, but now it's confirmed. Everything. So it's total war, but to the initiates, and I agree with him, Messenger, and his director, his subdirector, Rothkop. I don't agree with what they do. I agree with their statement that they're about 2,000 superclass that are actually read into all this. And the reason my broadcast freaks them out so much is that I have studied this and immersed myself in the research. I'm at the parents' table, like at Thanksgiving, everybody else at the kids' table. And 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 I have, with all these experts, reverse-engineered what they're playing. And so when they tune in, they're like, well, only 2,000 of us are read in on the full project decompartmentalized. And Rothkop wrote a book about that. But they have such disdain and arrogance towards us, they couldn't believe that just a layperson who wasn't brought in in high school, brought in in college, tested, trained, prepared, inducted, would actually organically study this as a futurist and as a sociologist and as an anthropologist and as a psychologist and be able to create contemporary unified field theory ways to describe what they're doing because they don't have a master total plan. They have a directive for life extension, for control, for depopulation, and then they change course as they need to to maintain control and power towards their end game. And because they're read in on the overall direction and project they want, and they have unlimited funding, and they have us unaware of what they're doing, compartmentalized, they have been able to get 80% control of civilization. Now they're fitting up with a digital face scan, a handprint to buy and sell, a cell phone, a universal basic income, a social credit score, a global carbon tax as the currency. I'm going to play all the clips starting here in a moment. So I'm simply sitting back and actually studying what they're saying, what they're doing, and, and what they're building. And the bad news is I've read what they wanted to do in the 30s, and they stayed on their plan. Julian Huxley, the head transhumanist. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And what they said they were going to have set up in the year 2023, they're a little behind, but they're almost there. And so they're accelerating the project. But humanity is waking up and saying no. But only realizing the full horror of it and saying, I don't need to be an expert on football or baseball or be a pickup artist or you know, just how to make money as an insurance salesman or, you know, whatever you're doing, you better figure this out right now. Now, the sad part is when I began to really get up to speed on this 20 years ago, I was a little naive. I thought most people, and most people do, when they learn about this, would just instinctively want to side with their ancestors of humanity and would instinctively and spiritually want to be against this. A a bad byproduct, and, and, and justice be done by the heavens fall, of what I've done and what you've done supporting me, what we've done together is that a good 10, 15% of people actually learn this information from us and they then use it for their own piratical own operations to screw people or they go join the globalist or a combination of the two. But you've got to go ahead and release this information even though some people are going to use it for bad uh, because it's the right thing to do and, and, I, and I, I just, it's what the Holy Spirit tells me to do. Because they've got all their AI and they, they think advanced technology. We're jacked into the universe God created. We're given the, the, the I mean, I mean, I'm not going to even get into it here. But folks, I have dreams that come 100% true. It's all, I mean, it's there. I like, I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, it's just, it's, it's totally real. The enemy jacks into their evil entities. We jack into God and, and God's angels. And it's 100% real. And God leads me, guides me, directs me, comforts me, empowers me protects me. Uh, and, and so I just really feel sorry for those that serve Satan because they think they're discovering the universe and all this power. There's a program we're supposed to follow that's in God's order. And if you don't do that, you get enslaved and destroyed. So when you see all this power of these humans doing bad things, breaking with God, don't feel like they're invincible. Don't feel like you've been destroyed. See it as God's plan being fulfilled and know that is fulfilling. You know, we have so many clips in this hour that if I just play clips, I'll probably barely get to them. So let's, before I get into these DARPA meetings, highest level, and you, know, you go to YouTube, they'll have like 200 views. I mean, no one's watching it. That's why they're so arrogant. I mean, they're up there bragging, and I'm not reading the white papers. I know it's true. But they're like, yeah, 20 years ago, we can put a small chip in your brain with a wire into your optic nerve and you, you can send you can see the full spectrum of all radiation and all light because remember we only see a tiny piece and that's true so think of the positive things they can do with this but they're not they're not giving us the positive no they gave us an mrna technology that doesn't cure cancer but gives us cancer they're never going the devil's never a maker he's a taker he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You're not given technology that we already innately know and understand and will build. We're master builders. Satan's been watching a lot longer and knows what we're capable of and nudges us in the direction of the architecture he wants built. Because we are, at the end game, 
not in our embryonic phase or not in our larval phase, but in our more advanced phase, infinitely more advanced than Satan, who is a off-world entity. I mean, is is a is a true creature. All right, but not omnipresent, but trying to build through us a semi-omnipresent system. So people get allured by all this, and they believe it is a satanic program, but what it is is an inverted God's program. And we'll implement all this stuff that God's given us the power to do, but we'll do it through God with a perfection. The eye's not seen, the ear is not heard, your mind is not imagined the things that God has in store for you. So, and let me be 100% clear, I am not doing this. I could not stand against this force. I am re-energized millisecond by millisecond by the Holy Spirit to be able to do this. And it has been an incredible blessing to go through this, through the furnace, and now be accelerating my understanding. It, it is it is it is beyond sublime. And I'm very, very thankful to the Creator for the opportunity and very, very humbled. And I'm very, very humbled and thankful to all of you. And I know you're going through this metamorphosis as well. And the more you go through and the more you stay with God and the more you have faith, the stronger and the more wisdom you're going to have. All right. So let's talk about it right now. Let's play clip 21st. We're undergoing a soft coup. And the hey, idea. Is- you guys went to it even better than I thought you would. Quicker. I was going to read. Dr. Merrill Nash at the EU summit put on by Christina Anderson in two minutes and 48 seconds lays out their battle plan on the COVID takeover and the current UN treaties perfectly that are all in black and white that I have right here on the stack. Go ahead. We're undergoing a soft coup. And the idea is to create a whole new set of laws and ignore the existing human rights laws and other laws under the pretext of pandemic preparedness and the biosecurity agenda. The WHO is developing through all its nations, but with the WHO directorate in the United States in charge, a pandemic treaty and amendments to the existing international health regulations that will remove the human rights protections currently um, embedded in the IHRs, will enforce surveillance, censorship, get rid of freedom of speech, require governments to censor and only push a single narrative. Also, we will be sub- subject, if, if they can make this work, to vaccines developed in 100 days, which the organization CEPI is planning to do. And one of the people who founded CEPI was Jeremy Farrar, who is now the chief scientist at the WHO to bring this forward. Um, other things that... Uh, that Amendments do is to bind the state so they're no longer recommendations, but enforceable edicts. Uh, Provide a liability shield, get rid of intellectual property rights, move supplies from one country to another, um, enforce digital passports, 
and the director general of WHO can demand that a pandemic or a potential pandemic exists. He can just declare it with no standards, and then countries around the world will have to obey. Uh, also, the WHO will tell you what drugs you can and can't use in your nation once a pandemic is declared. Obviously, the budget will increase. Um, One Health is another part of this. One Health is a concept that was created to enable the WHO, with these documents, to take over jurisdiction of everything in the world by saying that climate change, animals, plants, water systems, ecosystems are all central to health. Also embedded in this concept is a peculiar notion that humans are no longer of greater value than animals. All right, let's go to the next clip. This is the head of Bayer Pharmaceutical with their incredibly evil history of knowingly killing millions of hemophiliacs, knowingly putting HIV in the shots. Look that up. I'm not joking. It's, it's totally insane. Now, this is Bayer Pharmaceutical president uh, explaining what they really did with COVID. Here it is. Ultimately, the, uh, the mRNA vaccines uh, are an example for that uh, cell and gene therapy. I always like to say, if we had surveyed two years ago uh, in the public, would you be willing to take a, a gene, th- gene or cell therapy and inject it into your body? We would have probably had a 95% refusal rate. I think uh, this pandemic has also opened many people's eyes to, to innovation in the way that uh, was maybe not possible before. So it's a total takeover. Here's the former chief scientist, vice president of of uh, Pfizer, Dr. Michael Yidon, explaining that these people mean business. Unfortunately, I think this is just the beginning. Uh, yeah. So I've learned. I've learned when people tell you what they're going to do, don't ignore them. So when the UN and Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab tell you that they've got a UN 2030 plan with uh, sustainable development goals. I think there are 17 or 21 of them. And every one of them says, you won't be traveling. You won't have a private car. We won't be using international shipping to move goods around. Uh, There won't be any um, flights except military or perhaps very rich people. Uh, You'll be, you won't own anything and you'll be happy. You probably won't live in your own house. You'll be using much less uh, energy for everything, including heating, manufactured goods and so on. When they tell you that, you should assume that they're serious about it. And so I think yes. COVID, I think COVID has been part one of a multi-act play that's going to take 10 years that will destroy the liberal democracies completely. We've already, if you think you're living in a democracy, now ask yourself who you could vote for that would change this. Because I don't think there's anyone you can vote for anywhere that would is guaranteed things. So I don't have an answer, but I'm telling you, I think we're, we're sliding down through the gates of hell. I'm speaking out. There's nothing in it for me. I've lost lots of money, all my friends. I'm away from my home and family. And I'm speaking out because as I close, I am absolutely sure what I've told you is substantially true. Here is the UN Undersecretary General talking about they own the science, meaning they own reality, and that they are working to censor everybody. Here it is. You know, we partnered with Google, for example. If you Google climate change, you will, at the top of your search, you will get all kinds of UN resources. 
we started this partnership when we were shocked to see that when we Googled climate change, we were getting incredibly distorted uh, information right at the top. So we, we're becoming much more proactive. Um, you know, we own the science and we think that the world, you know, should know it. And, and the platforms themselves also do. Um, but again, it's, it's, it is, um, it's, it's a huge, huge challenge that I think all sectors of society need to be very active in. All right. Uh, here's another WEF meeting where they admit that this is all part of a carbon tax and that all carbon will be the currency and that they will control and surveil the carbon. Here it is. So central banks are also starting to understand nature has real value. Carbon, we already figured out. And carbon is moving very quickly into a system where it's going to be very close to a currency. Basically being able to take a a ton of absorbed or sequestered carbon and being able to create a forward pricing curve with financial service architecture, documentation. I just came out of a meeting this morning how we're trying to accelerate that. To be quite honest, not to get very boring, but we're on financial topics and things. But they're going to be derivatives. And you need ISDA documentation if you want to trade a derivative in the marketplace. And all of this actually matters for nature as well. I'm going to quickly hand off, but again, I want to talk about value one more time. Because the southern part of the world has value far greater than large elements of the northern part. And we start thinking about and putting prices on water, on trees, on biodiversity. We find where does that sit? I'm doing a lot of work out of Asia, and I say that my next-door neighbor, Indonesia, is the left lung of the world, and obviously Brazil's the right, and Africa, absolutely critical. And we need their natural capital as a system-based world more than we need that $66 billion we've got sitting in the basement of the Bank of England. So how do we, and I'm hoping this discussion today, at least from a central banker's point of view, on how do we start tokenizing, how do we start building systems that actually create not only the value, but transfer that value around the world. So they sell this as a way to empower people, but it's to cut the resources off and kill the majority of the population. That's why they announced they want to cut all the trees down. So then there's even less trees. You understand this is the most satanic upside down thing you could ever imagine where the sun's bad. We got to block it and carbon that plants breathe is bad. Carbon dioxide. It's through InfraGuard. It's one of the terms they use. One of the groups uh, where the FBI has recruited millions of Americans to be spies. And it's the same duplicated all over the world. And I was reminded watching Greg Reese's report of uh, legislation they rammed through um, in, in, in uh, last year in Australia to counter COVID disinfo which was all true, obviously. People were telling the truth about it. The lockdowns are a fraud. The masks are a lie. The shot doesn't help you. It hurts you. Uh, ivermectin helps you. you know, zinc helps you. And, and they have this police law where they can break into your computer, your social media, say horrible things in your name, delete things, you name it, and then charge you for what they said. They put that in a law to frame you. The gloves are off, folks. The gloves are off. So here it is. This is apf.gov.au, overhead shot, please. Surveillance legislation amendment and disrupt bill 2021. And it goes on to say that they will break into your accounts, pose as you, commit crimes, and then charge you with it. Actually put it in the law. I'm not joking. Look it up. Australia's new police powers allow them to control social media accounts, delete data. 
headline, mainline headline. Okay. Now, th- this deals with Owen, and, and, and this deals with the rest of the January 6th people, where their lawyers are like, we don't want you to antagonize the system. We don't want you to sit there and, and do a bunch of stuff. Let us try to not get them in prison. I'm like, well, I want to defend them. I want to talk about it. Well, it's up to them if they want help or not. And, and, and Owen's a smart cookie, but they're trying to put Owen in jail, in prison. They filed last night. He's sentenced next week. He goes to D.C. And... I didn't cover it, but the Gateway Pundit did. Breaking D.C. prosecutors seek 120 days in prison for Owen Schroyer for speaking out against stolen election 2020. Speech now a crime. Now, now that's not just the Gateway Pundit's headline. I have, overhead shot please, right here, the charging document the feds put forward. Here it is. And it says Owen Schroyer needs to go to prison for still saying and they list August 27th that on you know that in August Owen still said he thinks the election's stolen and he called President Biden a pedophile and they say so we're asking the judge because of his speech to put him in prison from 3 months to a year now l- let that sink in in Australia they passed a law to break into your social media and poses you and commit crimes it says it right in the law that doesn't sound real, does it? Human-animal hybrids don't sound real either. This, 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 this charging document, it's all over the internet, the left calling for his head, literally says dozens of times, he won't shut up, he's not remorseful, he doesn't like Joe Biden, we want him to be in jail. To the judge. They don't want to just censor you, folks. They want to put you in prison. Forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. I mean, can you imagine the people that with a straight face live like this? So whether it's Australia or here, it's the same thing. So when you read the Gateway Pundit headline, it links to the document. It's totally true. They're asking for prison time for a man that did nothing and was there with me trying to stop people going to the Capitol because he still says he thinks the election was stolen. Well, that's his right. Plus, the evidence is there. Then they go on and say, and he calls Joe Biden a pedophile. He calls them tyrants. Wow. They're openly telling you that you live in Nazi Germany or Soviet Russia. They don't care about their own birthright. That's how many soulless people have been created now. And that's why we are cursed. So when I see people do stuff like this, I actually feel sorry for them. Because Owen is an upright, hardworking, strong Christian man then since high school was a youth pastor and helped disabled children. And that's what he does in his spare time is help retarded children in the Special Olympics. And of course, that's who they want to put in jail. Because that's everything they hate. 
But by the way, if you're a new viewer, you hear me go, okay, Australia passed a law to take over your account and say horrible things and poses you to, quote, disrupt groups. And they say, well, if we get on there and say horrible things as them, that'll make them not have support. Boom, it's a law. And then we've got the EU threatening to arrest Elon Musk, saying they're taking over all the social networks, and they'll decide what can be said and what can't be said. And the ADL is just a front group in that. Building for compliance with the digital marketplace... EU confirms six mostly U.S. tech giants are subject to Digital Markets Act. Now, let's move on to the big enchilada. Remember? When the Pentagon was approached by Bill Gates and the EcoHealth Alliance, and they wanted to release protein crystals in China, and the Pentagon said, here's one telegraph, that's a bio-attack. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That could lead to nuclear war. We're not going to do that. Well, that now takes us to Dr. Giordano, who's the head neuroscientist at Georgetown at the top Pentagon Air Force DARPA meeting laying out not what's theoretical, but what's already been done. And he says over and over again, this is all declassified. And I know everything he's saying is I've researched it myself, but it just it hits me. He's in 2017 saying all this. We're going to be showing you in the days to come stuff he said last month that's even crazier. And when you listen to this, realize this has all been deployed. Colonizing you with protein crystals so they can then hit you with electromagnetic frequency that they've tested in the, the bodies of, of, of lab rats to grow and kill them. And that's just one thing he talks about. Let's start with clip five, nanomatter in the brain. Here he is. Moreover, you heard earlier about the idea of nanoparticulate matter that can be utilized in a weaponizable way. And here, too, we're looking very, very strongly at what nanoparticulate matter can do to the nervous system. Some ongoing studies with our colleagues in the medical branches of NATO have, in fact, shown that the use of nanoparticulate matter in a scatter arrangement can be used to incur what looks to be broad-scale epidemiological stroke epidemics. So what we're able to do here is infiltrate brain space with nanoparticulate matter that aggregates in situ, on site in the brain. And there's one of two things. Either penetrates from the vascular space, gets in through the bloodstream, gets in through the nose, through the mucosa, 
or infiltrates the vascular space and clogs it. What is the result? What's called a nanoparticulate stroke or a hemorrhagic diathesis, fancy word, for it's a predisposition to individuals having brain bleeds. Demonstrated? Oh, absolutely. We're able to show animal models of same, and the Italian group has done a fair amount of work demonstrating that nanoparticulate matter can be highly disruptive, not only of brain vascularity, but brain function. You may not necessarily incur a stroke, but you're going to begin to disrupt the network properties of the brain, and as a result, engage something more of a long war's effect through the use of these types of matters, where you now begin to influence the population in increasingly concentric circles of expansion. The long war, the long COVID. He goes on to how you can take out whole countries, whether they'll never know what hit them. And when the FDA gets contacted or the EPA, they just say it doesn't exist. Using, let's do clip six, biomodified organisms to fracture trust in public health. See, they plan to destroy public health. They got public health to go along with this to destroy it, to bring in their new system, the UN Treaty. Here it is. As I either use a drug in very, very low concentrations that may not necessarily be traceable. And again, this is highly doable. You just have to permeate the edge of a drinking vessel or an atmospheric vessel, get the drug on. Hey, board, by the way, hit pause. Auto- Start over. Oh, did you hear next month the new COVID variant vaccine's ready? Or not next month. We're in September. It comes out in, comes out in nine days. Sorry. Uh, uh, so a week and a half from now. It's a new nasal spray. You just talked about nasally, which gives you a thing that grows protein crystals. Then you spread. Isn't that loving and liberal? Here, go, go back to it. As I either use a drug in very, very low concentrations that may not necessarily be traceable. And again, this is highly doable. You just have to permeate the edge of a drinking vessel or an atmospheric vessel, get the drug on board. It kind of auto-assembles in situ because of nanopharmacology. Very difficult to trace. It pause again. Biological downstream. It, but start over. It self-replicates in sight, in your body. It's so liberal. And then now your whole body is the engine that kills everybody. Isn't that liberal? Continue as I either use a drug in very, very low concentrations that may not necessarily be traceable. And again, this is highly doable. You just have to permeate the edge of a drinking vessel or an atmospheric vessel, get the drug on board. It kind of auto-assembles in situ because of nanopharmacology. Very difficult to trace, and it creates a biological downstream effect. Nothing I'm telling you here is sci-fi. It all exists within the medical range and how we're able to treat a variety of neurological disorders targeting the brain, being able to get in there more specifically, affect certain neural cancers, etc., And what we can do with some of these drugs is we can also use these techniques that we're learning on the pharmaceutical side to modify certain bugs. And we spoke earlier about a technique that's become very well known, CRISPR-Cas9, that allows us to literally modify bugs in a variety of different ways. So I now may be able to take a relatively harmless microbiological agent, a bacterium or a virus, do some gene editing and make this thing far more morbidly viable, make it far more virulent, and in some cases even make it far more lethal. But I don't want lethality, at least not necessarily. What I want is high morbidity. I want people to complain. So what do I do? I go to Des Moines. Ladies and gentlemen and people on the screen, I have nothing against Des Moines. I lived there for four years. I go to Des Moines. I infect a couple of sentinel cases in Des Moines. I go to Seattle. I infect a couple of cases there. I go to North Carolina. I go to Wisconsin. What I'm doing is I'm using a dispersion methodology to be able to infect sentinel cases with a highly morbid condition. These individuals complain. Again, this is a central nervous system condition. So they're complaining of whatever the bug may do. It'll produce some cascade of neurological and neuropsychiatric signs and symptoms. And then what I do, the real bug that I use is the Internet. I take attribution for that. Yes, I'm a terrorist group. 
And I have done this by infecting him with a highly lethal agent, and the first signs and symptoms of lethality are X, Y, and Z. These people are really sick with this. But then I say, others who are also infected will show subdromal, predromal signs of lethality, and what that will be is anxiety, sleeplessness, agitation. What I've now done is I've got every individual who is diagnostically hypochondriac. Back up 10 seconds. So this is exactly what they did, run by the Pentagon, run by the defense ministries worldwide. The fear, the mass, the lockdowns, the control. Because we're not going along with them. We like Trump. We won't want open borders. We don't want ESGs. We don't want Larry Fink. We don't want BlackRock. Hit us with it. Morbidity. Wrecking your life. Making you slowly die. Softly killing you. He even says later, softly killing you. Which is the Pentagon term from the 70s. And there's one of their main directors. He goes on and on and on. 2017. Now we've dug up his latest talks. Oh, they're even worse. Starting to get the picture, boys and girls. Go back to him. ...are X, Y, and Z. These people are really sick with this. But then I say, others who are also infected will show subdromal, predromal signs of lethality, and what that will be is anxiety, sleeplessness, agitation. What I've now done is I've got every individual who has died. And you've got to lock them down to invoke that to create the fear, release the new variant, as the British health minister said. Remember, it's time to release the new variant. And they did, which isn't even there. They're droning you, but they're also using humans that have had the shots that then express it and shed it on you, and then it begins colonizing you. I'm going to play clips of him talking about that next. Oh, oh yeah, here it is. And what that will be is anxiety sleeplessness, agitation. What I've now done is I've got every individual who is diagnostically hypochondriacal, and I've got every individual who's the worried well flooding flooding the public health system, banging on the door. The CDC comes back and says, nonsense, that's not real. I come back and say, that's fake news. As a consequence of doing... 2017 fake news they're talking about. He loves... This is all the top guys. The conference goes on. He, He does an hour. There's a whole day conference with, oh, the head of DARPA. Great job. Ha, 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 And they're all just up there wargaming what they've already got ready. Continue. Got every individual who's the worried well flooding the public health system, banging on the door. The CDC comes back and says, nonsense. That's not real. I come back and say, that's fake news. And as a consequence of doing that, what I do is I create a schism between the polis and the public health system. I fracture the integrity of trust and reliance upon the population and its government. And, of course, I'll be able to then incur a ripple effect. And if you want to see what this looks like in an action, all you need is look back at those days prior to or post 9-11 when individuals were sort of sending white powder through the mail and everything was anthrax. Which we now know the FBI did with uh, the Army. So he's telling you three years before they release it, Two and a half years. Oh, terrorists are going to do this as if terrorists could make this. And we now now know they'd already made it. The Pentagon. And Peter Daszak and the rest of them under Obama's orders. And they, that same year, approached the main Pentagon and said, we want your authorization to release this in China. And they said, that's World War III. That's bioweapons. I showed the London Telegraph. 
But you're seeing the whole rollout, how it worked to, again, what did I say three and a half years ago? Once the medical system does this, it'll destroy trust in it and make society break down further. So people are staying home or they're locking people out of their hospital rooms, families, making kids wear masks, believing, let's just get through this. It's how we rough it through this. But no, it was designed to destroy society. And that's in the SPARS 2025-2028 document. That's really the year 2023-2020-2023. They say this will then destroy health confidence and health confidence in the government. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Because, again, the globalists control the government, but they want to wreck the government and have the people hate the government and then have a violent, angrier world revolution. Instead of just removing the globalists, they want us all to tear each other apart. So, again, the average FBI agent sitting here watching this right now, they admit in these filings yesterday that they watch everything we say. They go, they need to be arrested. They're, they're saying Biden's bad. You know, they're, they're, they're saying elections are bad. Imagine with straight faces in this document I showed you earlier. We got to arrest these people, Judge. We got to put them in prison. Straight face. Meanwhile, you got the Pentagon running around, obviously releasing it to military games uh, in uh, November of, of 2019. It's all come out. And, and, and like these FBI agents, kids are going to die from this. They're, they're hit too. But they actually believe they're holding the government up. They believe we're trying to destroy the government. They believe we're trying to destabilize things. They're like, well, we got to crack some eggs to make an omelet. We can't let Jones discredit the government. That's what I've been told by high-level people. You better stop. You're discrediting the government. You're destabilizing. No, I didn't cook this up. I didn't release this. I figured it all out. I reverse engineered it with all the top experts. The author of the U.S. Biological and Chemical Weapons Law was on this show in February of 2020 laying it all out, okay? He got Henry Kissinger's PhD by the globalists. They give one a year. We know this. We know their operation. So the average person in government literally thinks that they're saving things by coming after us, and there's the Pentagon bragging, oh, this will destroy confidence in the system. They knew the shots were going to kill people. They knew it was going to piss everybody off. They knew it, but they think they can then misdirect that revolution into wrecking the country. We're trying to stop that. 99.9% of us are going to be screwed by this. And in the end, the globalists will be screwed as well. I backed our guest off 15 minutes the next hour because I got to get to more of these clips. Um, Is there more of this clip left? That's it. Okay. What an incredible clip. Play clip 10. 
what we're looking at is the use of drones, for example, unmanned vehicles, aerial vehicles, ground vehicles, aquatic vehicles, to deliver payloads of various forms of neurological chemicals, neurological microbes, whether those be bacteria and or viruses, neurological toxins, to a variety of different populations that range from the individual to a fairly large aggregate of individuals utilizing multiple drones and or other forms of unmanned vehicles. The other thing that we're concerned about is certainly the use of gene editing techniques, CRISPR, Cas9, Cas12, hey, not again. just taken alone, but in... We'll start the clip over. Gene editing, gain of function, illegal as hell. And he talks in these conferences about, we've been very discreet about the things that we're not supposed to be doing, but we've done them. Now, you think Al-Qaeda's got a gene editor machine that costs $3 billion? No. The terrorists run the government, folks. And all of us are being targeted. We can play along. We're part of the system all day. I could have joined the system 100 times. The hair on the back of my neck stood up anytime I even entertained it, which I never entertained it for real, but you feel kind of like, well, should I join them? I mean, you know, no, because I just feel like chills up my spine. The Holy Spirit goes, do not, do not do that. All my combined intellectual archetypal instincts hereditary compression of information, my my current analysis of the situation, my fourth, fifth, sixth dimensional antenna, all of it goes, no, 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 don't do that. I mean, you're like, of course don't do that. But these guys can't help it because what's their conference called? The Mad Scientists. And they say, oh, the Pentagon's got a war game all this to know how to stop it. Yeah, they got to have the bioweapon labs to produce uh, five billion years of evolution virus that no, of five viruses that no one would ever put together not in a trillion years, and then that very virus gets released. But it's all in the name of protecting us. Go back to him. What we're looking at is the use of drones, for example, unmanned vehicles, aerial vehicles, ground vehicles, aquatic vehicles, to deliver payloads of various forms of neurological chemicals, neurological microbes, whether those be bacteria and or viruses, neurological toxins, to a variety of different populations that range from the individual to a fairly large aggregate of individuals utilizing multiple drones and or other forms of unmanned vehicles. The other thing that we're concerned about is certainly the use of gene editing techniques, CRISPR, Cas9, Cas12, not just taken alone, but in concert with extant gene editing techniques, the relative ease of acquisition of these techniques and the relative ease of use. Again, this is not for the completely naive, but someone with basic gene editing and or microbiological skills and molecular biological skills could, in fact, utilize these techniques to modify an existing microbe, an existing virus, perhaps even existing structures of various organisms to create something that is modified or perhaps anew. And the the problem we have with that is that those particular new entities might not currently be covered, categorized by the, by the Biological Toxins and Weapons Convention. So here we have the opportunity to sidestep the scope and tenor of those conventions by creating something new or modifying that heretofore has not been listed as a weaponizable agent. Uh, furthermore, if we take a look at some We're other... We're going to come back with more of this, but, but you get it? From the regulations that they only operate moving forward, weaponizing insects, and more. 
President, the Biological Toxin Weapons Convention and Chemical Weapons Convention, along with other signatory treaties and international law, do place particular constraints and in some cases definable prescription against the development import, export, and use of a variety of tools and techniques that would be viable as weapons. Again, there are certain drugs, there are certain bugs, if you will, certain toxins that are prescribed and constrained. We, we understand that. But where things become a little bit more amorphous and ambiguous is when we then begin to discuss things like neurotechnological devices. Certainly, these devices have gained in their sophistication, their capability over the past decade, decade and a half, and their viability and potential value for use in various forms of weaponology has increased as a consequence of not only their sophistication and capability, but also their facility of being developed and then being employed operationally. In many cases, their technological readiness level and or military readiness level is up to par so as to at least consider forms of testing and deployment that would then render them operational under a range of circumstances and conditions. That has not escaped the, the auspices of many of the groups that are participatory in the Biological Toxins and Weapons Convention, most notably the Australia group that a couple of years ago at the review committee, the REVCON, of the Biological Toxins and Weapons Convention, noted that these devices certainly need to be an increased focus and should be addressed as part of the BTWC. But, but beyond that, I think there are some, some interesting things that also need to be considered. The, the last two things we were talking about were devices and data. And I think when we're talking about devices, it's not just the devices that are the neuro devices themselves, but are there enabling devices? Are there current technologies that can be then radically leveling that could then allow the use of a variety of these different neuroscientific tools and techniques to then be implemented as either instruments of mass disruption and or perhaps as tools of intermediate to mass destruction? So let's... Uh break that down there's a, there's a lot of facets to that but he's talking about laying in the first part of the binary weapon to have the receiver systems in you so when you get hit with the second half of the component you're taken out then they give themselves a therapy that blocks either one or both of the components or three or four components and again they're all talking about stopping terrorists, but then exactly what they're laying out was deployed. Now, do they take these battle plans and huge projects that he talks about in the beginning of his speech, uh, where there's $125 billion a year being spent in the U.S. alone on this, mainly in the Defense Department that Eisenhower warned of? He said mad scientists in 1961, his farewell address, $120-plus billion. That's 2017. He gives that first speech he played clips of. We play clips of. So... It takes billions and billions and billions of dollars to do this. And he's telling you, oh, we better be worried the terrorists are going to do it. But Bill Gates said on NBC News, before they even rolled out with the vaccine, they said, oh, the first little micro study showed 80% get sick. And he goes, well, the real threat will be the second wave when terrorists release a bioweapon. He means us when we get the shot and produce the spike protein. You don't need a drone to deliver that. You have an open program people accept, they take it, they do it themselves. And you have the government, as he said, the CDC and FDA, deny it's happening while it's happening. Wasn't that funny? And he, you know, is just so confident while he talks about it. He doesn't quite do the thing that Bill Gates does, the uh, duper smirk, but it's here. That's what this is. And it's not just I go off what he says. I've already researched all this. I already know it's ultra. 
You've already heard all this here before, but here they are talking about it. Continue. We can develop a variety of different drugs that can be used in war fighting scenarios. Now, what I want to make sure you understand is that these drugs can not only enhance the warfighter with regard to maximizing their particular capability, but can also be used to maximize war fighting capability by then affecting others. So clearly, I can affect others by either what I'm doing, making me better, or what I do to them, making them, quote, less better, or at very, very least, not wanting to fight. In the main, these are started over. And he goes into this later. He says you can hit whole countries that are not submitting. They don't know why they can't fight now. They're all just sick. You don't give them enough to cause strokes in all of them. Some will get overbaked and die. You just hit them, though, with enough to get them where they're confused. And we're the enemy. The, the, the government's shutting up our pipelines, open our borders, devaluing our currency, brainwashing our kids. I mean, we're, you know, we, we were uppity. We didn't, we didn't bow. Boom. Hit them. They already shipped all our jobs overseas. They already dumbed down everybody with the education system. And he talks a lot in, the, in, the, in these speeches about the, the interest of the defense complex, never about America, never about the people, never about the greater good, never about an open society, all about the defense establishment's interests. And because you won't study them, because you don't know who they are, because you don't think they exist, they've got free reign over you. And it's very alluring when you're a PhD and a scientist to be brought into this, to be offered the power. I'm not a PhD, but I went out and became a major influencer decades ago, and they tried to hire me. And I got the same speech. Join us at the table, Alex. You'll be able to influence people. You won't be out on the outside anymore. You'll actually have a seat at the table. We're really for the greater good, Alex. And it's easy to lie to yourself then for all that power going along with it, but you can see what they're building. It's not good. It's not nice. You could say 25 years ago when I first talked about this in detail, oh, well, that's your opinion. It's not my opinion now that this is poison. Continue. You can develop a variety of different drugs that can be used in war fighting scenarios. Now, what I want to make sure you understand is that these drugs can not only enhance the warfighter with regard to maximizing their particular capability, but can also be used to maximize war fighting capability by then affecting others. So clearly, I can affect others by either what I'm doing, making me better, or what I do to them, making them, quote, less better, or at very, very least, not wanting to fight. In the main, these are indeed weapons of mass disruption, not destruction. And the reason that I mention this to you is that that absence of mass destruction has in some cases veiled them for closer scrutiny, but the disruptive effect can be huge. So, for example, one of the things that we can do is we can use a variety of these new forms of drugs that target specific functions of the nervous system, such things like affiliation, amelioration, attitudes, behaviors, and cognitions, and we can target key individuals. Earlier this morning, we had General who spoke to all of us, and he gave us a very rousing message and talked to us how specifically we need to engage science and technology. If I were, for example, able to modify the coffee that he drank, the water that he drank this morning, with an undetectable chemical that was delivered at a very, very low range. What does hydrofluorosilicic acid do? Dumbs you down, destroys your fertility. What does atrazine do? Bends your gender, sterilizes you. I mean, are you getting how... They just sit up here and openly talk about all this like we're animals. And the reason my show's so successful, I don't know why I'm one of the only people that does this, I sit around and watch Pentagon reports. I read their papers. I read what DARPA's saying. And so does Dr. Michael Yedon, one of their former chief scientists, and went, whoa, you're going to kill everybody. That's your plan. 
incrementally though, as the crisis gets worse, they pose as the saviors, they get more power, they get more wealthy, they get more control while they're saving us as the earth dies and they're building some new thing. Now you understand. They're playing God. We've got to cut their funding off. We've got to stop them. And their argument is, well, if we don't, the communist Chinese will do it. The globalists put Mao in power. They set it up. They gave him everything. They built a big evil enemy, so we've got to be big and evil to beat them. Does this guy really think he'll have a future as children with this? No, they have a form of subconscious Stockholm syndrome where they're scared of this as they get deeper into it and they just decide to go with it as a defense mechanism. I'm smart enough instinctively but also intellectually to know you don't make a deal with something like this. Because I've watched a bunch of his speeches. There's nothing about stopping this. He says it's foregone conclusion. This is all going to happen. We've got to do it first to protect society. He didn't even say that. He says, so we're dominant. Well, I guess the Chinese communists might create a black hole and blow the earth up first. So let's, well, if they're going to do it first, we might as well just create a black hole and suck us in and compact us down to a ball the size of a baseball and just kill everybody. Because, you know, if we don't kill everybody, they'll do it first. And that's really the secret. Oh, we bring peace under the Rand Corporation and under the Carnegie Endowment and the Rockefeller Endowment and the Bill and Melinda Gates Endowment, we got to get rid of everybody and have a total tyranny or someone will deploy these technologies that destroy us. And then meanwhile, they're deploying all the technologies to destroy us. We need world government to stop this. We need total control to stop this. And then they're the ones with a bull whip hitting the horses, dragging the trailer here to get us over the clip as fast as possible. Play the weaponized insects clip and let's get our guest on. Anything biological can then be weaponized. Here we're talking about primarily this idea of weaponized non-human animal drones. And clearly the one that comes to mind is something referred to as the DARPA beetle. This is nothing prototypic. This was a research development test evaluation and small-scale use enterprise where DARPA was looking to understand and understand how to affect the nervous system of a living organism through the use of integrated biosensors and engaging articulative devices. And what the DARPA beetle, as well as the DARPA fly, demonstrated pretty well is that we can harness the nervous system of an insect, particularly a fairly large insect, such as a beetle of this magnitude, as well as smaller insects the size of a large bee and perhaps a large fly, as we'll see subsequently. And by harnessing into their nervous system through the use of very, very fine-scale wiring and the use of optogenetics, coupled with an onboard battery pack that is solar-sensitive, so the battery never, never runs out, and the use of onboard RFID sensors that allow us real-scale both sensing and communication with that simulatory pack, it allows us to engage the nervous system of that organism. So that would be as if I'm saying, I take a particular thing, I strap it onto my bug, I infiltrate that bug's nervous system, and I control the way it moves. By controlling the way it moves, I control the way it goes. I control its wings pattern. I control where it hovers, where it flies, where it articulates. And what I can also do is I can then couple this to a very, very small scale set of either biosensors or cameras. And what I basically have here is a biodrone. 
I can go one step further on. I can also impregnate that individual, that individual organism, with a very small-scale weaponizable delivery mode. In other words, if I'm using a very, very small-scale bioweapon, such as a very potent organotoxin or the delivery of a very small level of microbes that we know can either replicate and infect or is genetically modified to have a very, very high morbidity effect, I can then utilize this not only as a reconnaissance drone, but also as an infiltrative weaponizable drone that can then deliver some payload to a specifically small and contained group in a very specialized way, or if I use enough of them, an ever-expanding larger group. Like Bill Gates in Central and South America and Florida and Texas, releasing billions of mosquitoes out of helicopters that are genetically engineered to deliver God knows what. They're not beta. They're operational. For the rest of the hour, Tom Renz, one of the leading attorneys, leading a lot of whistleblowers against the globalist, their infiltration of the food supply, the poison shots, all of it. The new lockdowns are back. They're rolling all of that out. A lot of new major studies. He's at TomRenz.com, TomRenz.substack.com, and Renz-Law.com. Thank you so much, Tom, for coming on with us. Uh, what you're covering now obviously dovetails of what we've just been breaking down. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and good to see you, Alex. You know, it's crazy. Uh, I was watching you here in this last segment, and it's blowing because you're listening to what they're telling us. Yet when we present it, when a guy like you or like me presents this, when I talk about weaponized mosquitoes, when I talk about the fact that they're, uh, you know, bio- biologically engineering these, these non-vaccines, to manipulate our food supply. When I talk about all of these different things, everybody likes to call us a conspiracy theorist, but you just had a professor from Georgetown talking about weaponizing bugs uh, in military context and nanoparticles that are going to do this and do that. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. But yet you and I, you and I, Alex, we're the conspiracy theorists. We're the conspiracy theorists. So, uh, again, people ask... How on earth does Bill Gates have the right to release genetically modified organisms that land on us, put their proboscis into us, pump their saliva into our body to assanguinate and suck blood out, and then leave a payload in us, and he admits he's doing that? If I try to go over to my neighbor, and hypothetically I wouldn't want to do this, bend him over and, and, and stick my penis in him, I'm going to go to prison for 20 years, and I should. But if a mosquito designed by Bill Gates comes and does it, it's liberal and trendy. That's one of the best analogies I've ever heard. Um, Yeah, you're right. I mean, listen, Alex, here's the deal. This is completely illegal. It's completely illegal. Bill Gates doesn't have to follow the laws. Is anybody going to put him in jail? Yeah, I'm sorry to use that analogy, but this is rape, Tom. I mean, you're a lawyer. I mean, we need to describe it as what it is. Well, medical rape is rape. Right. Medical rape is rape. Yeah, I mean, instead of instead of being raped in a parking lot like a woman at midnight coming out of her job, we're being raped by a syringe and a bioweapon or a damn mosquito. When you when you violate my bodily integrity without my consent, it is illegal. It is unethical and it is amoral. Right. And it doesn't. And you're a lawyer. It's, 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 It's listed as an assault is what it is. Well, it would absolutely be an assault in most states. And, uh, you know, there's there's informed consent. There's all the different things that you're supposed to do. There's all the civil penalties. There's all the legal. I mean, you know, we could go back to the to the Nuremberg Code, really, on this. I mean, you know, violating someone's ability to provide informed consent. Listen, this guy is absolutely sick beyond words, but so are a lot of these guys. They're doing it right in front of us. 
and we're all we're all walking around with our heads in the sand. Remember, two months before they released COVID, Peter Daszak does interview like 50 times where he says, oh, we're combining a bunch of viruses to then create a vaccine for them with chimeras with SARS. He's on video. Oh, absolutely. Listen, here's the deal. We have the study. We've I had it. I submitted it to court. I, it's been out there forever. They had a study. The Moderna patent that had the spike protein genetic sequence in it uh, was a one in a billion chance that that was a coincidence. They had this back in the mid-20-teens. This vaccine was sitting on a shelf waiting for them to put this virus out. And I don't believe this was an accident. I, I'm, I'm now to the point where I am finding it a little bit hard to believe that this just accidentally leaked out of the Wuhan lab. Of course not. You know, why would Bill Gates have his... his Event uh, 201 his, right before it. Give me a break. Of course it stays. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and not only that, listen, let me tie this in with Trump, right? Because when we look at the 2020 elections... COVID was the reason that we're stuck with this crooked scumbag that we have in the White House right now, right? But for COVID, you don't have drop boxes all over the place. You don't have massive, massive voter registration fraud occurring on a scale that no one's ever even imagined. And, you know, the thing about the voter registration fraud, yeah, I'm talking to some of the guys up in Michigan. I got some friends up there. We got firsthand witnesses. The Michigan GOP is actually speaking out on this. And, uh, you know, they're talking about what they saw. Christina Corma took over the Michigan GOP. She was running for secretary of state. She personally witnessed, personally witnessed this voter fraud going on. And so you you do all this registration, this voter registration fraud, which we're now seeing come out in these uh, these files, these police files that, that have came out and they leaked it. The, the registration fraud could only occur because of covid once they do the registration fraud, then, you know, it's easier to steal the election to do whatever they do after and that. And now they're trying but, it again. And remember, remember, Alex, every, God bless you for breaking the story. And by the way, I just, for anybody that's calling you a conspiracy theorist, I've had about 15 people from the federal government confirm to me exactly what you said, Alex Jones, that these guys were absolutely and still are absolutely planning more lockdowns, more masks, more this, more that. Well, that's big I news because you, you told us about whistleblowers three years ago, some of the top scientists, vice president of the Health Alliance. So everything you said with total credibility happened. They testified to Congress, you name it. So you're a very credible guy as well. You say you've talked to 15 feds. What did they say? Give or take. Give or take, I've talked to about, uh, give or take 15 or so of people who I know that are in the federal government, and they've all told me the same thing. Yeah, they're hoping they can do these lockdowns. And I want to tell, tell everybody listen to this. I want to tell you what how this works. So, you know, Alex, obviously you got a huge show, a huge platform. People listen to you. So this gets out there. Here's the thing. I, I shared immediately when I saw that you put that out there once I was able to talk to some people and, and you know, get some confirmation. And I shared that as well. And I did it for this reason. When we get these whistleblowers that come forward, what happens is, and Alex, you can tell me if you disagree with me, but this has been my experience. I'll get these whistleblowers that will come forward. They'll tell me this is going to happen, that's going to happen. Like, for example, with monkeypox, we had a bunch of information on, on what was going to happen with that monkeypox, if it could. So what we did then is we went out there and we rallied we the people. We shared. We told people. I think. No, I that's a great example. We helped about. shoot that down so that, so it didn't work, and we're doing it again with this. That's exactly what we're doing. So make no mistakes, and I don't mind coming on your show and saying very publicly, it was confirmed to be by a number of people 
this was going to happen. Now, whether or not it still does, I don't know. I mean, God willing, people are speaking out. People are saying hell no, and they better say hell no, because this is going to be used to steal the next election if they can. They're going to use it to to lock us down. Oh, oh totally. They, they want mail-in ballots again. So this is big news, though. You've talked to more than 10 of your federal sources. And what specifics? Because I got specifics from my TSA and my Border Patrol, and now we see it right online. They're, they're still going ahead with it. Uh, but what did your sources say? What did they heard? What I'm hearing is very similar to what you're hearing. Now, they weren't giving me de- specific dates. What they're saying is that the memos are coming down that they're getting the info from their bosses. All the bosses, I think once you blew the whistle on that, and it, you know, it's gone so viral, uh, I'm getting a lot of, you know, they, but, hey, we can't talk about this at all. We can't give you, because I usually, these guys, some of these guys will give me paperwork, and I've been trying to get paperwork to back up what you said, um, but I can't get a piece of paper on it. They're, they're telling me that uh, right now getting that paper is like pulling teeth because there's a, you know. Well, that's because uh, they know, we, they don't want us to know it was pre-planned, but if we have this, it is, exactly. Yeah, there's no question. So I'm still working on that, and I've got. But notice with the TSA, to they told, that. oh, in a few weeks you'll get paperwork. Almost like they didn't want paperwork, they're just kind of putting it out as a rumor. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, and we've seen this before, right? You know, plausible deniability. You know, hey, get ready, but we don't want to put out a memo on this yet because if it leaks, we're in trouble. But I don't think there's any question about this. Listen, going into this winter, we're going to have people sick because they, there's so many people that have gotten this stupid COVID vaccine. More people are dying than in any record before. You said it. I mean, it's in the actuaries. So they're going to blame the COVID well, deaths from the COVID vax on the, on the virus. Absolutely. Well, listen, I I came on with you in the summer of 2021 and talked about the fact that, you know, you get the vaccine, you're going to get a new variant. Yeah, I'm. I didn't get the vaccine. I'm healthy as can be. And I've been so busy, I didn't even ask the producer what you want to come on about. So I've been asking some of the questions leading the last segment. But what's front and center on your radar after you respond to this? Because this came out what four days ago, got almost no coverage. The CDC says you're in more danger if you've had the shots of the new variant. You need the new one. Well, we already knew that it raises your immune system. That was in the previous studies, but they're admitting that as a selling point. How do people that took these shots not go, what the hell? I'm in more danger because I took the previous so-called shot, so-called vaccine? I mean, that is just massive. Yeah, but we've known this, right, Alex? So you and I have known this. We've talked about this. Like I said, since summer of 2021, I've been coming down here and telling you that, you know, hey, get the jab, get COVID. And, you know, look at, look at uh, what they call her, Taco Jill. You know, she's over there sick again. Look at all these guys who keep getting the jab. They get sick again. There's Did no you see the guy on Fox News that. last week? He said, I've had seven shots and I've been sick four times or whatever. And he said, <laughs> and he, and he said, and he said I'm going to take the, the – guys, cue that up from like Friday. I think it was Friday. That was a uh, Fox and Friends or whatever. And he's like, well, I've had seven shots and I've been sick a bunch, but I'm going to take the new one. Yeah. Well, listen, you know, you can't fix stupid. Yeah. You just, you know, it's like I keep saying to people, when do you trust a liar? Because these people keep lying. We keep proving that they're lying. Like I'm not there's no dispute about it. I'm showing you government documents. The government documents say one thing. The crooks in the government say something else. And by the way, I love the fact that I I did see you tweet out the thing two weeks ago. I appreciate the help. You said, hey, I'm looking into this. Even though you know I'm not a liar, even though you know I don't have a history of that, I'm not perfect. You went to investigate to then confirm it for yourself, and you talked to a bunch of people in the government said, yes, this is happening. The point is, even if you know someone's a truth-sayer, you need to go research it yourself so you're fluent in the info. But these are known liars. How does anyone believe anything that comes out of their mouths? Alex, my my verification process for information is mind-blowing. 
like we get all sorts i you know dealing with rumors and and what information's good what's bad that it just i do an immense amount of work on that and the thing about it is is it doesn't matter yeah i mean listen we've known each other for a while you are a rock solid source i mean alex jones was right again is is perpetually trending on twitter i mean you know you are but but i still always 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 double check because ethically if i was to submit it to court I have to verify it myself. Plus, just, I want you to find out it's true and, and get more whistleblowers. Oh, listen, and, and I can tell you, in my experience with you, and I have no problem going on record with this, in the year, a couple of years that we've been doing interviews and everything else, and, you know, I was down at your studio. Yeah, I mean, I have never, ever, ever had an experience where you didn't put something out there that you firmly re- believed was true in research. So, you know, I have never seen you do anything like that. So I absolutely trust you when you tell me stuff. And but I, now uh, you don't but trust I me. Always, Look how they're rolling it out everywhere. Oh, right, right. And so, but I checked for myself. So what I did was I called it. Here's the process, right? So depending on how this works, if I can get a piece of paper from someone, uh, you know, then I'll 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 verify that piece of paper with one or two other people. Be like, hey, have you seen this? Does it look credible? Is it this? Is it that? Um, if I'm getting word of mouth, which is what I got on this, right? So no one could give me a piece of paper, and I'm still researching it. And by the way, if I find one, I'll send it to you so that you can you can uh, blow you. it up all over the place. But uh, what I got was yes, they're planning on doing this. Okay, can you share? Can you give me anything on this other than you you've heard? No. So I call the next guy. Have you heard anything about, you know, what, what Alex is saying? Well, we've heard that this is coming and we've, they've told us to get ready. OK, um, can you give me anything on it? No, they're not writing it. They're just telling it. My supervisor told me he told me we're going to be doing this and this and this. OK, so I end up doing that and I do it uh, in various places. So I talk to people from HHS. I talk to people from DOD. I'm not going to say where in DOD or where in HHS. Um, I talked to people from uh, another place that I, I several different places in the government, right? And I understand that we have to take extensive steps to make sure our sources don't get burned. But we we do very we very much protect our whistleblowers, and we called it. They all said the same thing. They said, "Listen, um, the plan seems to be pretty fluid from what we're hearing because you know we don't know, but we know that they're planning on doing the lockdowns and the masks and the this and that and whatever they can get away with is is the general consensus. And the thing about that is, is that makes total sense to me, right? So when you tell me they gave you some specific dates, I absolutely believe that. Um, but what I'll tell you is that my experience with whistleblowers in the past and the way that this works is when it leaks out, and a big platform like InfoWars puts it out. And then you get other people sharing it, and it starts getting picked up and starts running. They'll modify the plans somewhat. You know, they're going to push as hard as they can. But the thing you got to understand, and that I hope that the audience is understanding, the one thing these globalist tyrants fear is we the people. They fear we the people knowing what they're going to do. And they, they don't want, want us to, to get ahead of it. And now that you made me think, that's why both my sources – Border Patrol and TSA, because I did like you. I tried to call their people. One guy didn't answer. The yeah. next answer the same day. I know this other source really well, so I went with it because they weren't BSing. Yeah. But they, that's what they asked. Is this is high-level manager. He goes, where's the memo? Where, where's the – they said, oh, you'll be yeah. getting it soon. So, again, yeah. it's the same deal. They didn't want to have a paper trail, and that's what you got. Right. 
Right, right. And and that's exactly what I got. So the, no paper trail, but it's all common. And if we, here's the problem for a guy like me or a guy like you and understand, I'm not trying to be news. I'm an advocate. I'm out here fighting for freedom, right? I don't, you know, yeah, I'm not trying to be an independent journalist. I do journalism. I do anal uh, uh, analysis, but my job is to advocate and I advocate for freedom. So when I get this stuff, once I've done my job and done enough verification that I feel confident that I can stand behind it and I can look the people in the eye that trust me and tell them this is what I believe. Once I've done that, then I have to make a decision. Okay, is it verified enough to put it out, first of all? And second of all, uh, if it's close, how important is it that the information gets out, right? And by the way, so you were I the first say, a year ago to say they're going after the beef supply. Now they admit Australia's ordered all the cows shot up with mRNA. And this isn't about credibility because everybody knows we're credible, but it's an interesting process uh, to deal with. I remember you on this show like two plus years ago saying, I've got this giant whistleblower inside one of the main groups. And then it was the vice president of EcoHealth Alliance, you know, the, the doctor. I mean, how many of those guys have you brought forward? Because you, you, it, it's just like uh, Edward Dowd said a year before it happened, he goes, I've got some of the top statisticians from insurance companies coming out saying yep. massive death increase. And then a year later, he brought them out and they had huge you know, testimony. And, and, and so that, that so not tooting your horn, but tell folks about some of the whistleblowers you brought forward versus the ones you're unable to bring forward. Oh, well, I mean, one of the one of the biggest and best things was back. And I want to say this was in maybe late spring, early summer of 2021. And I'm, I'm trying to remember the date exactly, but I did a speech in California and we had a whistleblower from HHS, wonderful, wonderful lady. She's still, uh, you know, doing anything she can. And she had given me uh, the Medicare Medicaid data and that Medicare Medicaid data showed at the time. And we submitted this to court. So I don't, I, you know, I put my money where my mouth was on this. We verified that Medicare Medicaid data showed at the time that there were about 45,000 deaths uh, from the vaccine that likely occurred as a result of the vaccine. And this is only, you know, a few months into the. Yeah, that was early there. on. You were the first. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And we went from there. I mean, we had uh, we had more whistleblowers from HHS, uh, Medicare, Medicaid. We ended up with Social Security. We had a, a whistleblower death counts uh, from the Social Security database. We had whistleblowers from, uh, you know, I mean, Dr. Andrew Huff, you know, he's he literally worked for EcoHealth when they were making this. And, you know, we brought that well, out. He was the he was he was the vice president and basically the director. I mean, you didn't. Even... Yeah. Yeah. And and by the way, still not widely reported. You know, Andrew wrote a book on it and that did real well, I think. But uh, not widely reported is that Andrew also talked about EcoHealth's direct ties to the CIA and that the CIA was intimately involved in this. I mean, and again, you know, he'd, been a head, a, he'd been the head of projects at major government bases. I mean, oh, yeah, he he worked in Sandia. I mean, Sandia National Labs, which is, you know, DARPA. I mean, yeah, it's it, I mean, this guy, this guy is a, a combat vet. He's a Ph.D. Very smart guy. I mean, he's been through hell. Uh, but, you know, and then the harassment that he endured from this was yeah, mind For those that know, they had feds all over his property in, in the middle of nowhere in Michigan until he had a shootout with them. I mean, this is just crazy. 
Yep. So this was this was a mind blowing thing, you know. And uh, we we had him. We had. Uh, I mean, I've had whistleblowers come forth. You know, for, we've had. We, uh, I'm going to say this. So I actually can tell you this, Alex, and I'm going to do this uh, in a very, I hope, clever way. So we had a whistle whistleblowers come forward from the Rockefeller Foundation. Now I can't say anything more than that. But what I can tell you is I know that uh, based on hey, the let, data let me interrupt got, you. The, the Rockefeller Foundation is the top of the pyramid. Yeah, they're they're way up there. Well, it's it's, um, it's and, Carnegie, Ford, Rockefeller. That is the top of the New World Order. Yep. Uh, and I can't, unfortunately, I just can't say much about what we got. But what I can tell you is uh, we were we did find out that one of the groups that they watch that your name came up in the documents that I was able to review several times. Right. Um, so. Uh, <laughs> Just in case you don't think uh, that anybody's paying attention, right? So, um, you know, these guys, we've had whistleblowers. Uh, of course, we had the DMED whistleblowers. We had the whistleblowers uh, from, from, you know, from the military. Those wonderful people, Teresa Long, Sam Siglow, all these guys, Pete Chambers. And the reason I raise this help. is you're the guy, because I've thought about opening the phones up to whistleblowers and we got to vet it and crawl through it. How do whistleblowers contact you on the new COVID plan, which they're already launching, so we know it's real, it's happened now, but but how do people contact you that, that, that want to do it through proper channels? So we have we have a bunch of contact stuff on the uh, the websites and this and that and the other, and I'm hard to get a hold of. I really am. And I, it's not intentional. It's just that I have, you know, thousands of contacts a day, so I, I can only deal with so many. Um, and what oh, but we, you've been what effective at probably getting more whistleblowers out than anybody. Yeah, we have. We have we've done a lot of work on that. And it's been a, it's been yeoman's work. I mean, it's tough. Um, and I'll tell you. So just to give you an idea, Alex, um, and this is I would swear on a Bible on this. I have literally had situations where I've been told, hey, you need to meet me alone at midnight in this empty parking lot so that I can give you this stack of documents. I've had the some of the stuff that I've had to do to get these documents is mind blowing. Oh, believe me, I've done and, it myself. Uh, I know. Oh, I, I know you do. And that's why I said it, it's like I'm just some guy from Ohio. Right. So I'm like, meet me at midnight in the in the park. What, what the hell are you talking about? What is this, a spy novel? Uh, but, you know, that's legit. It's legit. And uh, it's happened. And then once you had a Dr. Huff, I think he's your biggest. I mean, the, the, the vice president of the alliance, you know, uh, admitting it's a CIA project. All of it. We now know that's been confirmed. How did he contact you? Uh, so a couple people had told me about this guy, right? And at the time, Andrew had uh, had been, you know, trying to get someone to listen to him. I mean, he was taking all sorts of hell over this. I mean, the guy was getting harassed unmercifully. He'd gone to Congress, and got no support. He had gone everywhere, everywhere. And he, he would, you know, he was a credible guy telling the story. And uh, after... After a while, I had a couple people reach out to me. One of them was a guy named Eric Feintuck out in New York. I'm giving him a shout out. He'll be excited to hear his name out here. Uh, but, uh, you know, he and a few others um, had contacted me and said, hey, you know, this Huff guy, you really need to talk to him. So, I, you know, I, when I get a few recommendations like that, I'll, I'll talk to someone. And, you know, probably 75 percent of the time it ends up being an epic waste. 
20, it, another 20 percent of the time it ends up being, yeah, some of it's useful, some of it's not. But it's only probably three to five percent of them that actually end up being, you know, big, big, big things. And obviously, Andrew was a huge, huge deal. And, you know, the first thing that Andrew needed was just to keep his family safe and to get these guys off his back. And so, we, you know, I mean, we did some stuff that, that helped mitigate that, I believe. Well, imagine and, Bill uh, Gates and all them are crapping bricks when, like, the head, their head operational director is going, trying to go public. I mean, no oh, wonder they had feds oh, yeah. on them. Yeah. Well, not just, not just Gates and crew, but, I mean, remember, you got the CIA, DIA, DOD involvement in this that no one was talking about before, you know, Andrew and I talking about this. I mean, no one was talking about, I mean, they're, you know, Fauci sucks, Fauci sucks. But the thing is, is no one was talking about the fact that Fauci's position was one where he was involved with overseeing biowarfare. He was involved with the DOD, CIA, DIA. You know, he was quarterbacking it, and he's now been criminally referred to the Justice Department by Senator Paul. Yeah, well, and he needs to be criminally referred for a bunch of other things, but they also need to be investigating the conspiracy to commit these crimes, which was, you know, when you're talking about the stuff that uh, I would say there may have been a conspiracy to commit perjury that ought to be investigated because, you know, he was referred for perjury. But are you telling me that the DOD, CIA, DIA aren't telling him, you know, lie about this? Was there a conspiracy? Oh, there? sure. Know, maybe. maybe he, he, he's a field marshal. So we're going to go a little bit in the next hour here, but... I've been asked the questions. You're on today. What else is on your radar with them trying to bring back lockdowns and coming out that you've had the shot, you're more susceptible to COVID? I mean, what what else is on your radar right now? One of the top things I want to get out is Donald Trump and Operation Warp Speed. Okay? This is really important that, that we, we recognize. By the way, as you know, he came on. out two days ago in an interview and said we should criminally investigate and we and we should look at adverse reactions. I think that's a big move for him. It's a huge move. It's a monumental move. We now have two leading presidential candidates, Kennedy and Trump. And Trump is, you know, far and away the, you know, the leading, I mean, he looks like, he, if, if they don't steal it, he's going to win it in a runaway. Um, and, you know, Trump and Kennedy both, though, have now said that we need to investigate. This is a monumental thing. But I'm going to tell you what I think is going on here, Alex. Operation Warp Speed is the new Russia collusion, and it was the Russia collusion on steroids. If you go back, and I want to I make this argument for you. So we've got the data. We know that COVID was made back in the mid-20-teens. We know that they had the vaccines in the mid-20-teens. We know that, uh, you know that this whole thing was, was planned. We had the tabletop exercises. It's a, it's a real stretch to me to argue that this was released by accident. I think this was an intentional release, but, you know, because why would you have the event 202 and all of these other things right before that happens? We're supposed to believe that was a coincidence. We're supposed to believe that the WEF. Now, that's like if I walked up to you mass- and you're a big guy, I wouldn't do it. But if I walked up to you, wound up and punched you in the face, it's not a coincidence. I did it. You see the wind up. I do it all. I hit you. Yep. I mean, they, they, they wound up and they did it. Yeah, I, well, listen, I mean, you have all of the PCR tests and all the different, uh, you know, things that were being sold and moved around the globe prior to COVID's outbreak. PPE acceleration, yeah. Yeah, you see, you have all these different things. So let's let's think about what was occurring. So we've got COVID sitting there on the shelf. We've got 2020 coming. They can't have Donald Trump in. And uh, you've heard Peter, was this, Peter Stroke or whatever his name was. You know, we got the insurance policy against Trump. 
I'd like to ask this question. Was Operation Warp Speed really the insurance policy against Trump? Of course it was. Because here's the deal. No, Fauci here's said a virus will challenge Trump as he was being sworn in. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And so then fast forward, right? Fast forward. Donald Trump is under attack from every direction imaginable, including the Republicans. The rhinos didn't like him. Remember, we couldn't roll back Obamacare in 2016, despite the fact that we had the House, the Senate, and a Republican president, and the Republican president wanted to roll it back. We couldn't do it. The rhinos didn't like Trump. The rhinos didn't want anything to do with this. The Uniparty was dead set against this man. This guy was under attack. He had Russia collusion. We had all these fraudulent charges, all this garbage. This guy was attacked by everyone. Everything was failing. Teflon Donald, right? The guy, the guy just, I mean, he's a powerhouse. But he's an executive, and he's a brilliant businessman. What he but is he not, deferred to his scientific staff who brought this to him, and he did it th- just like he backed all the therapeutics. He was like, yeah, green line, everything. He trusted them. Well, listen, when you're running a you know, multi-million member organization, which our federal government is, with what are supposed to be the best and brightest people on the planet, which is what we're supposed to have, uh, you know, and they tell you universally with a single voice, hey, this COVID pandemic, this is one of the worst things ever. There's going to be millions of people dying if you don't stop it. And you're under attack from every direction. Every one of your advisors are telling you the same thing. We've got to fix this COVID pandemic. And uh, Fauci's the guy to do it. As you said, now and they're going to try to hang it around Trump's neck. Now they're so they they build this up. They lie to the man. They convince him that this is the only way forward. They tell him he's a hero for what he's doing. Afterwards, we hear Deborah Burke say that my job was to lie to the president every day. Now we can ask whether that constitutes treason. Uh, And he's starting to figure out he was set up, so he's beginning to extricate himself, which is great because at some point they're going to blame him for this. He needs to get ahead of it. Well, he does. He does, and this is a wonderful thing for me because what I think is going to happen is, uh, and I've been talking about this for a while, I think they're going to try and, uh, these vaccine injuries are so profound and they're going to get worse. And we knew in 2021, three to five years is what I said, we're going to start seeing massive, massive reproductive problems, health problems, casualties, you know, died suddenly, all this stuff. We knew this was coming three to five years out and then up through 10 years. We knew that the cancer was going to explode. We knew that all this was going to happen. So first of all, what's that do? Three to five years. Well, that puts us squarely in the 2024 election cycle so that we can lock back down. And they don't have to lock down the whole country, by the way. They only need Just to key lock battleground down states. key cities. Key cities, key states, so that they can get enough election fraud Bingo. to steal the election. Because they didn't steal it across the country in 2020. They stole it in key cities and key states. Five, five, five they, states, like ten cities. Yep, yep. So... So what this whole thing was, was a way to to steal 2020, to insulate on 2024, and to really make sure that uh, they had the ultimate insurance card against Donald Trump. Plus, as an added bonus, just before 2024, when all the casualties start mounting up, we just heard the New Zealand prime minister this weekend start to acknowledge these vaccine casualties. And he said, this guy actually had the audacity to say, well, it was your choice to get the vaccine. This guy and one of they the said, most we never made you take it, even though we have the compilations of them saying you must take it. Oh, this sick little weenie. He looks like a 13 year old little weenie. He looks like he needs his butt kicked on the playground. That little turd. Uh, anyways, 
but this guy, this guy, this piece of garbage out there saying it. The next step, the next step is, well, but it's Trump's fault because this was a, you know, mRNA is super safe and super effective. But because Trump forced us to do this too fast. Uh, the White House press secretary said yesterday, yeah, we're going back to the standard plan like it's no big deal. Head of the UN WHO says, yeah, COVID never went away. We're, 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 we're right back in it. Uh, it's just exciting that we got this information and aren't being caught with flat footed. Yeah, no, this we're not being caught flat footed this time. Uh, you know, the good news is, is that, you know, when we started, we were caught flat footed. Uh, yeah, I've got plenty of plenty of stuff now. So, I mean, we're not starting from ground up. The question's going to be what they do and what they don't do. Right. So we've got lawsuits that we can file. We've got things that we can do. We've made progress in the law. We've made progress in a lot of places. But, you know, some of that is reactive. Well, the courts and stuff like that, that's reactive. What's most important is that we, the people, continue sharing everything you're doing, everything that we're doing, everything that we're getting out there. And and hell no should be trending every day on Twitter. If hell no is yes. not trending, uh, then there's a problem. If we will not comply is not trending, then there's a problem. Because at the end of the day, I've seen this happen in a bunch of places. Already we're seeing these mandates roll back out. And as soon as enough people tell them where to go, they back down. These guys are bullies. If they can get away with it, they're going to. But if we stand against them and say, no, we're not going to. So one of the things, Alex, I talk a lot about lawfare, right? And I've talked about it as, as the intersection of legal work, political work, and public education or PR, right? The thing about that is, is everybody thinks that lawfare, they've got it all screwed up. They think that lawfare and I, I use myself as a demo. I'm a nobody, but I've gotten I've built a platform because I've implemented the lawfare. The enemy uses lawfare lies for lawfare to come after us. We need to use real issue lawfare to destroy them. We do, but we also have to understand what I do in a court will always be with the utmost professionalism and with the just extrinsic, uh, exquisite focus on the details related to the rules of ethics. Okay, I, I really, the ethics are everything. We, the people, my, my role there is different than my role here. My role here is to share pe information and to educate people with integrity. There I've got processes and rules, all sorts of things. Probably 70 to 80% of lawfare is what we're doing right now. I've got to empower we, the people, with true information. I've got to make sure that the people of this country know what's happening legally and how they can fight back and what they can do. If I don't empower we the people, then I am wasting my time because the courts are filled with judges and lawyers and people who are we the people. And if they haven't heard any truth in 2020, when I launched the case, it was uh, the first case that I launched on this first major case. 700 pages of documents that showed everything about COVID was fraud. Everything about this was a lie. I go into the court and, uh, you know, there's some very interesting things that happened. But without getting into too many details on that, one of the things that became just mind-blowingly apparent was if no one knows but me and I walk into the court, it's going to seem pretty implausible. If everybody knows if it's well accepted, if it's standard knowledge, and I walk into the court, well, it's suddenly a, a far more credible guy 
when I'm talking to that judge. So we have got to do, you know, what you here do the first here, work what, is what information warfare, getting the truth out so the general public's informed. Thomas Jefferson said, enlighten the public and freedom and liberty, and tyranny will vanish like phantoms of dawn. Absolutely. Listen, no government exists without consent. When you look at the law like I do, you understand real quickly, the law is a manifestation of public will. If everybody's driving 75 and the speed limit's 65, does anybody get pulled over? No, they no. Up, they, they just up the speed limit. Right, right. And that's that's the way the law works, because if we're not willing to capitulate with this fraud, it doesn't work. Well, you know, that's it, right? I mean, at the end of the day, when you look at law as a lawyer, you recognize that law is always a manifestation of the will of people, right? There's a few people that run the government. There's a few people that make the laws. But if they make laws and we're not willing to follow it, they might as well talk in the wind, right? It doesn't do any good. So, you know, you look at North Korea, and, and tyranny is always an illusion. So you got this little pot-bellied dictator in North Korea that treats his people like absolute garbage. And yes, they've got a military, and yes, they've got this, and yes, they've got that. But do you think that if the entirety of the people of North Korea rose up, that they wouldn't be able to retake their freedom? See, they, but he, the key to tyranny is that the tyrants always trick you into believing they've got more power than they do. They always try and trick you into believing that they've got more. That's why Goebbels was such an important guy for Hitler. You know, you, his job was to, to propagandize and to lie and to do this and do that, because you can't have tyranny without that. And at the end of the day, if we the people demand change, if we say, no, we're not locking down, no, we're not going to tolerate more election fraud, no, we're not going to do this, no, we're not going to do that, you know, we win because there's more of us than there are of them. And we don't have to live that way unless we choose to. I totally agree. In the time we have left before our great guest host takes over, Kate Daly, who always knocks out of the park, what other big things we know about? Biggest thing I'm working on right now, and this is a sneak preview because I'm not quite ready to unveil it. Uh, we've been working very hard, and I'm going to tell you right now that while I haven't got the report written yet, I am 100% comfortable saying that we're not only going to be able to show the association between these vaccines and cancer, but I think we're gonna, we might even be able to show that they knew what was going to happen. These COVID vaccines absolutely are causing cancer. We saw it in the DMED statistics. We saw it elsewhere. And we've got a line of, fa of facts and a fact pattern that I think is going to be very strong on this. But remember, they We're ran headlines on... during the rollout that, oh, it looks like you have cancer, but just have your, your cancer doctor say it's no big deal. It's just normal to have tumors grow. I mean, remember those headlines? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, my wife's fighting cancer. Wow. She, she's not vaccinated. She's not vaccinated. I mean, no one in my family's getting that. So, but you know, cancer is a pretty big deal to me. And it, but it got me yeah. thinking. I was looking at this, and so I started down this line of research. And I think we're the, one of the next big things is uh, we're going to demonstrate. We're going to show not only that the that it causes cancer because I don't think that's debatable, right? No one's given me an explanation for the skyrocketing spike in cancers that we saw in the DMED, which, by the way, no one's actually been able to uh, to discredit under oath. I mean, the military has not yet responded to the fact that they murdered thousands and thousands of their own soldiers. Uh, they All they did was they said, well, there was a fact check. It wasn't true. Uh, there was a glitch in the database. Well, they didn't say it under oath, and they never discredited those numbers. So until they actually discredit it with raw data and a solid explanation Well, did you see oath, how now they're trying to keep and uh, shut down the online reporting for VAERS and the other apps? Yeah, I mean, yeah the, the VSAFE. But here's the thing, Alex. There are There is, you know, 
eight, ten other databases that they have internally where they've been tracking this. Project Salus, where I broke, you know, I broke the Project Salus thing. You know, they've been getting weekly reports on the dangers and the issues. And that was the Pentagon AI, right? Yep, yep, that was with the Pentagon AI program. Uh, listen, they have all of this information. And by the way, for listeners, you notice lying. Tom and I, I, I never talked to Tom off air. He's been here once, I've interviewed probably 10 times. We finish each other's sentences. We're not making this up. You can look it up too. No. No, I my respect and appreciation for Alex isn't because we're drinking beer on the weekends. It's because we just, yeah, I see that he does his homework. He ends up at the same spot I do, and that's good. That just means that, that, you know, he's done his homework and I know I've done mine. So, you know, this is a really big deal, right? Because I can assure you I'm about as independent as it gets. And, uh, you know, I don't really care who says it. I'll be happy to argue with you. I've argued with everybody. Um, we do our homework. We do. We find this stuff out. This data, this stuff, this information, all this stuff, it's out there. They have the information. They know how many people are dying from these vaccines. They know how many people are getting sick. Well, they're from surveilling they everything. About, they're surveilling everything. They know about the skyrocketing cancer. They know that it's destroying your immune system in a way that is facilitating this cancer to explode in your body because your immune system no longer has the capacity to fight the cancer. So it grows unchecked. Uh, this whole thing, and by the way, Here's where this goes, Alex. This is the biggest thing I'm going to say to you today. Operation Moonshot. Have you heard about you heard about that, right? Yes. That's Biden says he's going to cure cancer. Mark my words on this. mRNA. They knew this was going to cause an explosion in cancer. And they have been telling, we've got leaked to us several times. We're within a year or two of being able to cure cancer. You can't make mRNA illegal because then you won't be able to cure cancer and all the cures are going to be mRNA. This is snake oil sales. Let me tell you what they're going to do. They gave you the vaccine. It's going to cause massive cancer. They're going to have a new vaccine to fix the cancer, but it's going to cause another set of problems. And you're going to be just where they want you, stuck on a big pharma cycle for the rest of your life, which won't be that long anyways because you're going to be miserable till they kill you. Unbelievably powerful. Tom Renz, Tom Renz, R E N Z dot com. Tom Renz, Tom Renz dot so dot com, Renz dash law dot com. You're amazing. And whistleblowers, help. Maybe I'll get you on the phone if this person will talk to you. I'll put you maybe in contact with my TSA guy. Uh, he's still if sending me If you need stuff, anybody, but... I'm happy to verify for you, Alex. I'll be no, happy. No, I know. To I want to push this out going to beat because we, we got their number on this. Tom Renz, thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Kate Daly's about to take over, but I wanted to talk about the listeners. Folks, we're in a big war. We're in a big fight. And Trump is spending $80 million, whatever it is, $70 million so far this year to fight all the lies. Trump's good. He's under attack. He's supported. I need a million dollars to pay my legal bills to stay on air. InfoWars is barely in the black, but I am personally in bankruptcy. I don't have any money. I got my house and cars, and that's it. I need support. Thank you. Humbly. It's amazing. It's humbling. Thank you for the support. And I look at this. I asked the crew to print off like 10 of the people that made donations. I guess they just printed off the folks giving $1,000. But whether it's $5 or $10, defendjones.com, instead of us getting like 30% we sell a product, we get like 95% here. So I want to thank you. We're at $100,000 raised. I mean, what is it now? Scroll down. It was like $99,000 an hour ago. I I don't know what we've raised so far. Uh, crew, can we, can we scroll down and show people? But the point is, I'm a million dollars in the hole 
Sounds like a lot of money. It's not, yeah, $100,308. We're in a war directly with the globalist. So we're trying to raise a million dollars to get out of that. I'll stay on air. I won't back down. I won't stop. But this infrastructure needs your support. We have millions of listeners. Go make a $5 donation, a $20 donation at defendjones.com. Free speech is barely in the black. Buy products there that are great. That keeps the, 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 the there's two, there's two bankruptcies. The free speech bankruptcy organization is going well. Looks like free speech will make it through. Thanks for your support. Then there's Alex Jones that I've been neglecting. Alex Jones is out of ammo. Alex Jones is out of gas. You want the dog to fight? Heart's got to beat. So go to InfoWarsStore.com if you want to support free speech, which is great products. But go to DefendJones.com to make straight donations. And again, to everybody's means, if you've got $10, give us a dollar. If you got a million dollars, give us $1,000. The point is, you know we'll keep fighting. We'll never give up, but we could give out. So Brian Price gave $1,000. Okay, they just randomly printed some of these. Boston Chris, uh, time is now for good men to act and stand united together. Exactly. Spend your energy and your money against the globalist. Uh, we've got other donations here. We love Alex Jones. God's continued blessings upon yours. Thank you, the Lord and humanity. Safe peace and love forever, says Jesus. $1,000. Uh, Deborah R. Castleman made a $1,000 donation. I want... I watch your Infowars live stream every day on Rumble. I've got the idea from listening to Ed Dowd say he does the same. I have grown to love your smarts, passion, and most of all, your great heart. I am very happy to support you. Thank you. Thank you. And it goes on from there. Infowarsstore.com to support free speech and great products. Defendjones.com to make a straight donation. But... You want people to fight, folks. You want people to take on the new order. I mean, they're trying to put Owen in prison next week, all over the news, saying he said Biden's a pedophile in the federal filing. They say he said Biden's a pedophile and the election was stolen. Judge, we want prison for Owen. Well, thank you so much for having me, Kate. It's a great honor to be here. Thank you. You bet. Let's start out with the new laws. People need to know what's going down the pike and uh, to hurt us with our God-given rights. Uh, so let's talk new laws on the horizon. Yeah, well, on a statewide level, obviously, we've seen things in New York, New Jersey, uh, Maryland, Illinois, um, Illinois being perhaps the most egregious. My home state, Washington, has been doing a pretty effective job of trampling over what is supposed to be otherwise inalienable rights. But what viewers on the national level really need to be worried about is not so much gun control legislation, because Congress has shown a, an inability to really tackle any issues there, although with the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, we may have been set up for something here. But what we really got to be careful for on the national level, especially with this particular administration, is the grotesque uh, administrative overreach that we see with the ATF. Um, or what we really see in this whole administration is kind of that fourth branch of government, which is the administrative state. Absolutely. So tell us a few of the laws. What's coming down? I mean, people need to understand yeah. what's happening in the nation. So the, the three areas of major attack that we've seen in, in the Biden administration involving the ATF has been, one, firearms with attached stabilizing braces, or what a lot of people used to call uh, AR pistols. The federal government now wants to call them all short barrel rifles. Uh, the ATF promulgated a rule kind of out of nowhere. Uh, they allowed for public comment. There was well over 200,000 negative comments. And when the ATF finally published the real rule, 
it really in no way, shape, or form even resembled the original rule. Of course, that rule went into effect. The lawsuit started flying. And so we're beginning to see some successful litigation on that uh, front right now. Another issue that uh, everyone probably is aware of, and some of your viewers may have already actually got a little nasty letter from the ATF, and that is a reclassification of a device known as a forced reset trigger or wide open trigger. The ATF now wants to classify that trigger standing alone as a machine gun. Uh, they have been rounding them up as much as they possibly can. I've had the pleasure of working with hundreds of people around the country uh, in communicating with the ATF about this trigger. That is now subject of a pretty successful lawsuit brought by the National Association for Gun Rights. I'll put a plug in for them. They did a really good job in this litigation here. And it's actually based on some successful litigation that had come out of the Fifth Circuit in a case called Cargill v. Uh, Garland, which was actually where the uh, court found that ATF's ban of the bump stock actually was without lawful authority. And essentially, we're operating on the same technological uh, issues there. And so I do believe that ultimately that issue is going to prove to be pretty successful in litigation. There's ongoing litigation with ATF's new rule on what your viewers probably call 80% uh, lowers. The liberal media calls ghost guns. I like to call untraceable or unserialized firearms. Um, that is also the subject of a suit right now. Um, that's actually a case called Vanderstock v. Garland. Uh, that has, again, really seen some very successful outcomes on that. And basically what the court's saying is, is listen, Congress delegated authority to the ATF for you to regulate firearms. We didn't delegate authority to you to, re uh, to basically regulate chunks of aluminum. And that's what you're doing in this situation here. So those are just a few of the highlights uh, that we've seen. And now lately, ATF has just promulgated a new rule. And what they're, they're saying is it's the crackdown on rogue gun dealers. But when you read into it, what they're actually doing is they're going to be attempting to shut down every single private sale and all of your gun shows. Now, I live behind the Iron Curtain in the People's Republic of Washington. So all of our sales have had to go through FFLs for a number of years now. But there's many of other your viewers that still live out in the United States of America where gun shows are a big part of the community. Um, right. And the in the Biden administration, this Department of Justice has shown an absolute, they are hell-bent on going after all of that. And the problem with this particular rulemaking order, unlike all the other ones I previously highlighted, is last year we did pass the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, which did change some of the federal definitions in law as to what it constitutes to be an FFL. And so the ATF may be on slightly uh, firmer footing on this issue than they were on the other ones that we're seeing them kind of flounder around now once they're being challenged in court. Wow. Wow. It's a lot to digest. A lot of things going on. You know, the, the constant reference to assault weapon. Do you, what, what, do you, what do you say when you keep hearing this term being used by the, by the uh, King Fraud a lot in all of his feds? This term is everywhere. Well, what, what does that mean? Yeah, I, 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 I think knowing that you know a majority of the viewers here are going to be right leaning. I think that you know we've been getting our our tails whooped in the labeling game for years now. Um, an assault weapon yes. is a it's a made up term. It's a made up term. Um, they're semi-automatic rifles. Okay, is what they are. There's no such thing as a high capacity magazine, and yet we allow these terms to be used too frequently. Um, and so I think that for those who actually are trying to preserve our what is supposed to be an inalienable right, we got to start labeling things correctly, too. And one of the things that I think we really need to quit uh, using the term is gun control, because we say all the time gun control is not about the guns. It's about the control. And I believe that completely. So therefore, it's not gun control. It's civilian disarmament. 
And so mm -hmm. I think for all our viewers, we just need, and that's what, how we refer to it on our channel, is it, it is right. an attempt at right. civilian disarmament. You're right. You're absolutely right. You remember when uh, Papa Bush, uh, George Bush, um, at the turn of the 90s, uh, presented the, the Disarming the World document, that state document, which was uh, publication 7277. And it was all about the overall goal of the United States uh, to basically disarm disarm everybody around the world so that the United Nations could be our new law for law, you know, law enforced. And it's kind of yeah, the amazing. New world I don't order. even remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And well, unfortunately, um, a lot of people think that a lot of these uh, attempts at civilian disarmament come exclusively from the left. However, that mm. is not true. For example, one of the things that uh, right now the ATF has been really criticized over was the method in which they banned bump stocks. That ban took place under President Trump. And candidly, President Trump had the political clout right after that Las Vegas shooting. Um, he had the political clout to probably get legislation passed. For whatever reason, he chose not mm -hmm. to do that. And he did what the Biden administration is doing right now, which is just to treat the, the ATF as like it's some attack dog and you just kind of let it off its leash and let it go, right. you know, kind of tear everything up. And that's what how President Trump handled the bump stock issue, which is it's coming back to haunt his Department of Justice now and the way they handle that because it's been thrown out by the Fifth Circuit. I mean, this is really a, a right-left game, and I think a lot of people excused it and said, "Well, it's just bump stocks. It's not. It's not a big deal, right?" Isn't that kind of what people did in the press? Yeah, exactly. Right. It's what, what's the big deal? It's a bump stock, but you know, the, it's the problem is, and we're seeing this with the bipartisan Safer Communities Act, and and. You know, for a lot of times I thought this was just political conjecture, but now that I see the game plan being played out in front of us, if you give them an inch they will in fact take a mile. And so you go back to like the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act. You know, Marco Rubio was one of the sponsors of that bill, okay? And so so here we are, we, we pass some legislation. Oh, we're just redefining, we're just changed a couple of definitions of what it means to be an FFL. It's not a big deal. Well, it is a big deal now because now we're seeing yeah. new ATF rules coming out that are using this new definition to basically shut down all private sales. Why does anybody need this? Okay, why did why do you need a semi-automatic rifle? Why do you need a magazine that holds 30 rounds? Okay. Rights are not based upon a person's needs. They're not. Okay. And you can educate people by asking them why do they need to vote? Why do you need to go to church on Sunday? Why do you need to vote by absentee ballot? Why do you need a mail-in ballot? Why can't you just shag it on down to the polling place Tuesday morning and get it done like everyone else? We don't really mm -hmm. restrict access to rights whatsoever, okay? So that is another argument that I think we see. Now, the most common argument is this one. Well, we wrote, the Second Amendment was written when all we had was muskets, and therefore the Founding Fathers could have never envisioned what we would have today. And I agree, they probably would have never envisioned it. But you know what else they didn't envision? You see, when they wrote the First Amendment, they really only had two forms of communication. Either you talked to a person or you wrote something out on hemp paper with a feather pen, right? Okay, right, do right. we honestly believe that the First Amendment only protects that type of speech as does it affect all forms of modern communication? Take a look at how the press operates in the late 1700s versus how the press is operating right now as you and I speak. Do we honestly believe that the First Amendment only protects printed press? 
does the First Amendment only protect the nine religions that were in existence at the time we ratified the First Amendment, or does it protect everyone's religious beliefs? And of course, we know the answers to that. So why would not the Second Amendment grow with our our time and society as the other amendments do? Take, for example, the Fourth Amendment, the right to be free from unreasonable searches and seizures. Now, back in the late 1700s, the only type of search and seizure you were subject to was getting your door kicked in and someone rummaging through right. your things. But nowadays, there's electronic surveillance and all of these sorts of things. Does the Fourth Amendment protect you from all that? It most certainly does. The Eighth Amendment Absolutely. on cruel and unusual punishment. How did we, how did we you know, uh, execute people back then? There was a very limited fashion of doing it back in the late 1700s. There are far more ways of doing it, and much of that litigation, successful and unsuccessful, focuses around whether it constitutes cruel and unusual punishment under how we understand the Eighth Amendment to be today. A and that is why that argument that it only protects muskets is absolutely inconsistent with the rest of how the Constitution functions. Absolutely. It's all about principle. It's not the specifics of the mechanisms. It was only the mechanism of the day. And so it applies to, to the principle. And that's what people don't understand. And you're right. They don't talk about any of the other amendments that way, only the Second Amendment, which is kind of amazing right. to me. Well, and we don't yeah. even talk about any of the other amendments as a need. Why do you need that? When we talk about our first one, you know, why do you need to go to church on Sunday? Nobody will ever yeah. ask a person that question, ever. Of course not. Of course not. And it's all about uh, defending yourself against your government, sadly, or against, um, you know, an intruder can be against anyone uh, that, that, that would, would come into your home, whatever. But you still always right. have the right and you don't even have to be in your home. And it's not about hunting. It's like they've gone off in all these different directions. Well, uh, but I think they the just labeling, don't know history. Mm -hmm. Getting back to the labeling, it, it is we don't have a right of just self-defense. We have an inalienable right of self-preservation, okay? Yes. And that's, again, that's a label. If, they, if we wanna play this labeling game, let's start calling what it is. We have a God-given right of preserving our life and lifestyle and the lifestyle and the lives that we've chosen for our families and loved ones, okay? That is a, an inalienable right that was given to you by whoever you're, you believe your creator to be, all right? And, right? and so let's start talking about what this is. This is a right of self-preservation, and this is a push for civilian disarmament. Amen. I couldn't have said it better. And I appreciate you uh, coming on to, to talk about that because, you know, the holidays will be approaching soon. And I can't believe this year will be coming to a close. And, and you know, there's going to be a lot of talk about the dinner table. And people need to, to have, you know, ways to talk to loved ones because I think that it's just getting difficult and uh, probably in the in the extremes. Anything else you want to mention? Yeah, when you're sitting around Anyone, the table yeah. with everyone this holiday season, let's. Uh, I got a video that just came out on this, and it's this. When we we have a horrible problem in this country with violence on our roadways, it's oftentimes called caused by impaired drivers. Um, mm -hmm. We yeah. know we have a problem. Everyone can agree on that that problem. Do we ever talk about banning the cars? Do we ever talk Never. about banning the booze? And in some jurisdictions, they refuse to ban the drugs. C City of Seattle being one of them here. Okay. So why then, why? Because we focus on the person who's the evil person behind the wheel. That's the way we need to deal with gun violence. It's not a gun violence problem, it's a violence problem. We have to focus on the individual who's behind the trigger, just like we do Absolutely. with all of these problems on our roadway. Absolutely, thank you for coming on, William Kirk. You Thanks can go to Washington me. Gun Law on 
YouTube and WashingtonGunLaw.com. Check it out. He's got so many great videos. Thank you for coming on. Really appreciate you. you. I, I want to talk a little bit more. I just wanted to include the paragraph of the state publication 7277 while we're on the subject. It was the disarmament goal and objectives that uh, Papa Bush put through. Mr. New World Order himself, and it said this, the overall goal of the United States is a free, secure, peaceful world of independent states adhering to common standards, common, of justice and, of course, international conduct and subjecting the use of force to the rule of law, a world which has achieved general and complete disarmament under effective international control. You realize he never talked about America, right? And in a world in which adjustment uh, to change takes place in accordance to the principles of the United Nations. Globalism. It's, uh, it's sickening and brought to you by the Bush family. Yeah. So on the right and on the left, you have people have, that have been pushing th- this through for a really long time. And it's really disconcerting uh, to see both sides uh, at work on that. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about these buildings that are cropping up across the United States really quick, because I think this is a really big deal. And I don't know if people are paying much attention to it because they think that the idea of it uh, fits within something that that society needs right now. And I'm going to talk about that need. But William mentioned the, the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, and there's a lot more going on with this. And so I want to talk to you about this. This is Basically, going back, if you go back to 2014, they created a new community mental health demonstration project that enabled Medicaid to pay mental health clinics based on what it actually costs to care for patients. Okay, they started this back in 2014, and this has been a steady rollout. And about five or six years ago, I was visiting with uh, people from my own state legislature in Utah, and we were they were they were very, very consumed with the idea that mental health was our biggest problem in America, the biggest by far, and that they the government was going to have to tackle this problem. And only the government would bring solutions. And we started seeing all of this bipartisan crap uh, hit the fan with uh, with bipartisan this, bipartisan that. Look at the bipartisan uh, Safer Communities Act, right? As a show of we're unified behind the uh, curtain of D.C. They're always unified. Give me a break. They could call everything bipartisan. So what happened was, was they started this rollout. And when uh, when King Dingaling Fraudalot got in and his little uh, Dingaling Harris, the first thing or the day after uh, they got in, they announced that they were going to be tackling mental health that that was going to be their their biggest uh, issue, right? And so what's interesting is we were just talking about guns and all of you are probably pretty aware or have had the thought that they are going to go after uh, gun owners, Christians, um, people that, uh, of course, what is the, what is the uh, tagline we always get? That, that dumb Christian who has a gun, you know, that that's where they go with it, right? And so we've thought, and I'm sure you've thought, that uh, at some point, it'll be a mental health problem to want to own a gun, right? So I bring that in just because of uh, William being on the show. I wanted to kind of go there with the gun thing too, but also to tell you, there was a new facility that opened up in, in nearby to me where I live and also in the northern part of my state. And this was kind of heralded as the new project, this new amazing resource crisis uh, destabilization center These are cropping up all over the United States, and I mean all over the United States right now. 
The uh, King Dingaling's administration announced millions and millions and millions of dollars for new funds to tackle mental health. They did $300 million uh, in September of 2022 and then uh, did another $15 million in new grants. Now, you know, whenever I say a number, it's going to be usually at least triple that, right? So what they did was they said, uh, thanks to the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, these clinics are, get the word, transforming mental health and addictive services across the country by delivering the services that they say and stated in their own goals and their own documentation that they want to be able to keep people in there for longer. They want the government to pay for it. And they also want it to broaden and transform what mental health problems there are. What does that sound like to you? Okay. They also said with these additional funds, we're delivering on President Biden's commitment to strengthen mental and behavioral health for all Americans. Why is the government involved in your mental health? What role do they have in your mental health? It's completely unconstitutional. A hundred percent. We realize that, right? The government has no role in your medical well-being, in your mental health well-being. And let me say this too, look around your city, okay? All of a sudden they tell you there's a huge need for these new crisis destabilization centers with a lot of beds in them, okay? They tell you that your, your community needs this right now. Do you realize that, because my husband's a therapist, I can tell you that there are plenty of private companies and plenty of therapists out there to go to? A quick Google search and boy, you have hit all kinds of options in your community if a health need or a mental health need arises in your family. Okay, there is no basic need for the government to jump all over this and get involved. And I see big, huge danger signs with this. In fact, they said this will be to all 50 states. These new um, centers will be cropping up in cities uh, right now. Arkansas, Alabama, Utah, just to name a few of them, all across the United States states and the HHS. Uh, approved the nation's first Medicaid mobile crisis intervention services program, and that was launched in Oregon, okay? That was September a year ago. And they also uh, talked about the fact that this was the secretary's national tour to strengthen mental health. Why are they so involved in your mental health? It was launched the day after the State of the Union uh, to address the mental health challenges that have been, they said, exasperated by the COVID-19 pandemic. No, the only thing that happened from the COVID-19 fake-demic was the fact that we all got lied to, okay? But they're trying to blame mental health problems on that. They also had articles uh, coming out of, like, say, The New Yorker, reinventing, this is the title, reinventing the ER for America's mental health crisis how units are advancing a radically new approach to psychiatric emergencies. Do you feel like you'll ever be the emergency that they're talking about? That's what I think. In Missouri, uh, behavioral health clinics are serving more than 30% more patients all the time, right? They put a therapist in every police car by using an app on an iPad. And not only that, they also have short-term care facilities for people facing all these acute crises, right? but it's the government involvement that I have a problem with. Time Magazine also did a, um, a no way to take care of mentally ill people. America just has no way to serve anybody. Are you kidding me? They're everywhere. There's, there's options everywhere. All kinds of private clinics by the use of capitalism have cropped up where you can go get help. What do you mean there's no options and the government 
has to come in. Give me a break. So a couple of the things that you need to be really aware of with this, because I see a big problem coming in, they keep saying that right now there's no adequate system in place, not enough psychiatric beds available, okay? And then also the stated goal in Biden's new plan, um, King Dingaling, he said uh, to build the capacity of long-term care facilities to deliver behavioral health care, of course, paid for by the government, as I mentioned before, but that, of course, they want to transform behavioral health. And then they are touting it with, look, friends and family, if you know somebody that's a danger to themselves or others because of, you know, things they say or ideas they have, you just bring them on down to these crisis destabilization units. And what is that going to mean? If you disagree with the government, you remember Katie Couric and all the pundits getting on TV saying that we needed to be rehabbed, right? because we liked Trump. We needed to be rehabbed. (laughs) You guys remember that, right? That footage. So the Biden plan also identified that the Department of Defense is also hiring 2,500 new personnel over the next six years to comprehensively address risk for conditions like mental illness. Why is the Department of Defense hiring 2,500 new personnel over the next six years to do that? Department of Defense. Hmm. Is this a, I'm going to ask the big question. Is this the total desperation for the shots? Is it a buildup of sort of a weaponry inside of our body? You think that might happen or could happen? Before you shake your head at that idea, oh, that's so far out there. Not really. 1978, a book entitled Microwave Auditory Effect and Application by James C. Lynn described how audible voices can be broadcast directly into the brain. There's also a feeling that Manchurian candidates work this way as well. In December 1980, in the edition of the U.S. Army Journal called the Military Review, a column by uh, Lieutenant uh, Colonel John B. Alexander was entitled this, The New Mental Battlefield, Beam Me Up Spock. Yeah, The New Mental Battlefield, Beam Me Up Spock, provided further insight into the technical capabilities at the disposal of the comptroller. And in 74, another guy, another one, uh, uh, GF uh, Shapitz came out and talked about the fact that there's an investigation will be shown that spoken words of a hypnotist may also be converted into electromagnetic energy directly into the subconscious part of the human brain without employing any mechanical device, like on the outside, right, for receiving or transporting the message. This kind of influence, having a chance to control the information, input consciously. There are so many things like this that make me very nervous about the capabilities of our federal government. The uh, transmitters, the, they talked about this from the Laurel uh, Electro-Optical Systems in Pasadena, California, where they did mind control operations and tech, uh, technology. It included transmitters that broadcast at the same frequency as the human nervous system. So my point is, is that there are projects from the government that have been written that have included this sort of influence, if you will, I'll call it influence, right? As if if they were building a weaponry that had kind of a drip system, that's why you needed all these shots that landed in the body, let's just suppose, okay? And all of a sudden they could give somebody suicidal thoughts or give somebody um, some sort of uh, mental condition, 
right? All these kinds of things could result in somebody being put in these units all over the United States. I am telling you that there is no need, nor is it legal, or is it constitutional? It is not constitutional for the government to be involved in mental health. But this is their biggest black hole of money now, money being directed and telling you, the citizen, that of course we have to do something. We have to do something to make you safer. So you get the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act, right? Bipartisan, both sides of the aisle in on this. You realize the right just as much as the left wants to just go ahead and make sure that you are safe from all those people with mental health problems. Hmm. Could the vaccine program have been causing more mental health problems all along and we didn't know it? I would probably guess yes on that. Do we have issues where we could be looking at uh, these types of um, new technologies? Let's put it this way. They're desperate to get those shots in you. They have now rebranded their campaign as, look, it won't stop Blovid, but it'll just stop it from getting really bad, right? It's not going to be wild. It'll be mild. Can you believe this kind of crap? They're trying to sell you on the shots at every turn. Their desperation for these shots is out of control. Why? What is in those shots that makes them want to get them into your body? And I'm not talking about profit. You could say profit all day long. What I'm talking about is there has to be something inside that shot. And there are many more coming because I know that uh, Pfizer is trying to get a lot of governors on board to be able to implement more facilities. They're kind of vying for these facilities to um, come to their neighborhoods. So the governors are all aboard these crisis units with your tax dollars being built everywhere, everywhere, all across the country. You're going to see more and more crisis destabilization units crop up. The government has control over them. Can you get out of them? They haven't said. Are they, um, are they catering to long-term facilities? Sure. And then what happens? Somebody who might not love their government and who might see the laws and see all of the things that are happening and disagree with what the media says, would you be the new mental health problem? The fact that you love your Second Amendment right? And then once you get into the facility, do people around you go, oh, well, yeah, they're mental. Yeah, they, they must need to be in there. They're probably a danger, right? You can see people buying into this. And I hope you can see as far as where we're always projecting and saying, you know what, this is what you need to be aware of. Because if they were able to do this without a real solid need, and I say that and I mean it because I know that there are many, many private people who do therapy and have clinics across this country. There is no need for the government to get involved. So they create a need and they pass it through and act like it's their legal right to use our tax dollars and plunder you, which is basically stealing your money to create the very facilities that house us later on? I have to ask that question because now with the mobile clinics, wow, how much easier is that in a lockdown to go in and take somebody away in a mobile crisis clinic? I'm not trying to bring up a fear that's not there. I actually, when I'm, when I'm studying and researching and looking into the future of where they want to go with mental health and some of the projects that the government itself has designed and written, it's scary to see the use of mental health being a catalyst to control people. There's no other reason why they would want to 
quote unquote, transform the behavioral mental health. Why would it need transforming? They say it in their own words, in their own document, King Dingling and his vice, Little Dingling. They say it themselves. They are there to transform what behavioral mental health means, broaden the scope of mental health problems, to be included in these stabilization centers. 